State your name for the record. Jen Urso. Oh my god. It's Yavin 4. Oh my god. Dude with the helmet. I love those helmets. Oh shit. That's an X-Wing. Oh fuck. Droids. Oh god, it's the controller. Ah, oh, Mon Mothma! Oh my god, it was Mon Mothma. Was that Jan Dodonna? Who's the robot behind her? Stormtroopers! Explosions! Ah! Ah! Mon Mothma! Mon Mothma! Oh my god, it, it looks just fucking like her. It's fucking crazy. Ah, oh, exciting horns. Lens flare! Ah, uh, Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer Death Star! Death Star! Is that clear? Ah, dude that looks like that other dude, but isn't that other dude. Klaxon! Klaxon noise. Oh my god, flight suits. Red flight suits. Some dude that looks like Thrawn, but most likely is not Thrawn, because that wouldn't make any sense. Who's the dude in the hood? Forrest Whitaker! Forrest Whitaker explosions fire, dark stormtrooper dude, rebels in chains, the running robot. Ah, god damn it. Why, why does he have a sword? I don't understand. That coat got really messed up when he walked across the water, because it's really wet. Um, AT-ATs! Ah! What will you become? Why is she wearing an Imperial outfit? This music is so good. So good. Whew! I've watched that so many times. I'm so fucking excited. My whole childhood, I would watch those, uh, or watch, I'd read the Star Wars Expanded Universe novels, and all I fucking wanted was to see something like that on the big screen, where it's, like, outside of the main continuity of story, where you have just, like, the the other workings of the Star Wars universe, because it's such a great fucking place to be, and now we're getting it! Like, I didn't really know what what to expect from Rogue One, and after the first preview, I was just like slack-jawed. The first time I saw it was on my cell phone. Uh, I was lying in bed in the morning. I woke up and I saw on Twitter that it had gone up and I watched it and I just made these weird noises like, ah, oh, ah. Uh, Oh my God, I just can't fucking wait. Are you guys excited for Rogue One? I've seen some people complaining online about the fact that it's another uh, female hero and I, I was angry, angry when I read that. Who cares? I read this other quote where someone said, yeah, two Star Wars movies in a row with, uh, with a female lead hero as opposed to six Star Wars movies in a row with a male hero. I mean, come on. This is crazy. Uh, gender doesn't matter. Race doesn't matter. What matters is character and story and fucking grit and environment and, you know, enthusiasm and fucking Star Wars. That's what goddamn matters. People who think otherwise can suck it. Okay, welcome to Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury. I am so excited to bring you the second half of my conversation with the boys from Radio LARP, Ryan Casey and Doug Jones. See, I did it again. Douglas Gale. I have it in my head now that his name is Doug Jones. It's, it's terrible. I just realized why. It's because there's an actor named Doug Jones who was in The Fifth Passenger. Now my brain can probably sort these things out because I've had a revelation. Douglas Gale is here and Ryan Casey. Uh, we're going to hear the rest of the conversation. This is super fucking fun. We get drunker and drunker as it goes along. Uh, lots of whiskey was uh, was had in this episode. 
Last night was the first show for Audrey, our very own Audrey Tapia as Jeff. Uh, she's played she's played a show before where she sang a couple songs, but this was different. This was the band, a real band as Jeff with her own stuff. And I was in the band, and it was super fucking awesome. It was uh, it was me, it was Johnny Unicorn, it was Naomi Adele Smith. So that's a power power back and trio if I ever heard of one. We played at the Rendezvous with Micah Ellison and Seven Stars Panda. And it was such a good show. It was so much fun. And when we got up on stage and, I mean, Audrey just killed it, we played the best versions of all of the songs that we'd ever played before. We played Alvarado, which you heard on this podcast a couple weeks ago. And then we played her other song. uh, I think it's called Show Me, Show Me, Show Me. I should know what it's called because I was in the band. And then we played a version of Gigantic by the Pixies, but she sang it in Spanish and it was awesome. You know you've played a good show when the sound man comes up to you after the show and says, that was the best version of Gigantic I've ever heard. Usually sound men don't like you. And if you do something that the sound man likes, then you've done something right. As I think Barton mentioned back on the We Got To episode. Uh, and then we hung out after the show and had so much fun. I got really hungry and delirious. I had brought a whole bunch of wine and a thermos and uh, <laughs> I got really delirious because I was so hungry and I started talking about what I wanted to eat and I'm not going to try to recreate the conversation, but it was really fucking fun. And Sarah, one of my absolute best friends, Sarah, just moved back to town. She came out last night uh, with her wife, Rachel, who is amazing. And it was so amazing to just like go out and hang out with my best friend who just moved back and it was incredible. Sarah's going to come on the podcast. Uh, She started listening to it. I think I mentioned a few episodes back that she's one of my patrons, but she started talking about what she'd want to do and she's a huge X-Files fan and I wanted to do a show about the new X-Files because I'm kind of like a, I've seen like half of the X-Files and there was a lot about the new show that I didn't get because I'm like, wait, they have a kid? What's going on? But I did I did really enjoy the episodes, especially the one with the dude Murray from Flight of the Concords. So we're going to do a show about that, and we're going to do a show about uh, Contact, which is definitely one of my absolute favorite movies, one of her favorite movies. So we're going to talk about both of those on upcoming shows in the future. Uh, also, now that I'm talking about what's coming up on upcoming shows, I've learned recently to stop talking about what's coming up on upcoming shows, because every time I announce something on the show... Uh, whenever I try to actually sit down and record it with people, they just kind of vanish. They evaporate into the wind. They uh, what's it called in Harry Potter when you when you disappear? They uh, disapparate. That's the one they do. And then I just can't I can't contact them ever again. So there's been a couple shows that I've teased in the past that may or may not happen. Uh, like I talked about, Aaron Eisenberg said he'd like to come on the show, and then when I contacted him to set up a date, nothing. Didn't hear a goddamn thing. Uh, which is which is cool. I mean, I, you know, I, I am. He's well above me, you know. <laughs> I know my place in the sci-fi world, and it's far below Aaron Eisenberg. Uh, I'm still, I'm still just shocked that Hanahate and Manu Enteremi came on my show. Uh, so, I totally cool if he never comes on. The fact that he even said that he wanted to was thrilling and super cool. And now I'm his Facebook friend, which is super cool, also. And whether or not he ever responds to my messages doesn't matter. It's totally cool. Uh, and a couple, I, I know I've teased a couple other shows in the past. Some of them still may happen with them. Some, some may still may not. Oof, that was a bad sentence. But either case, I have such great shit coming up. I just recorded this two-parter with Pete GK who came on, talked about, uh, time travel in the past. 
we wanted to talk about hoverboards because we were supposed to talk about that the first time and we forgot. And we were, we recorded a couple days ago for three hours and it was amazing. It was so great. I love talking to Pete and I can't wait to bring that to you in the next couple weeks. Uh, and there's other stuff that I'm not going to tease because I've learned my lesson. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about it, but really fun shit coming up on the show. All righty, let's get to the conversation. Here is the boys from Radio LARP, Ryan Casey and Doug Gale. I got it right that time. Here we go. You haven't posted that online, have you? No. So is it, this is uh, a couple of things factor into that. Um, it does take some time to do the post production, um, and well, not not if Ryan learned how. <laughs> yes, if you had any help, it would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go if, yeah. We, what what we was the Wasteland story called? And it's completely different An- characters. We called it another hero. Another hero. Yeah, and I feel like that was yeah. almost kind of like a. I don't know. That's good enough. <laughs> Good enough title. Yeah, good enough title. I like yeah. it. It's very. Sparse. We just called it the Wasteland for a while. Yeah, it yeah. was the untitled Wasteland story. It's very, but I what, like that. What's though. the it's, premise? It's a. It's just a resp- most of these have been done in response to things. <laughs> whatever video game, uh, whatever Ryan's video playing at the game moment. I'm playing. Fallout. Yeah. All right, and Mad yes, Max. Yes, <laughs> but I played. I got the Mad Max video, video game, game first, uh, and it made me so piss off. Yeah. I was so we why to, we had to write a story about it. Was it. Bad. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. The game, <laughs> in general, uh, is bad. I played a lot of it, but uh, in particular, the uh, all of the writing was very. Yeah. It's a it's a franchise. Yeah. Get, you know, it's a cash. They're in. like partway through the movie production. They throw them a bunch of yeah. uh, concept art, and they're like, "Make a movie, make a game of this movie." Yeah, that doesn't have anything to do really yeah. with. The, and some of the writing was so bad that it was just like. Now I want to write a wasteland thing yeah. and do it better. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> and then um, whenever you're playing the game while we're working on that genre, yes, it's not goofing off. It's, it's research. Research. Yeah. So that I, when you I can pull write a, that off, when I pull <laughs> a six-hour shift, <laughs> uh, uh, kudos to wasteland. Like, I don't have the time just, to do that. I just uh, can't spend six hours playing a video game. Yeah. So I really can't, Ryan. Not, but one of us needs to, and I'm not being. I'm not being to. facetious. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent. Yeah. I've always like you were playing the Gotham Batman's. I was when, playing the the, uh, Batman, the Batman game when, when we were doing, doing Red, Red Sun. Sun. Yeah, uh, it helps. <laughs> all of that helps, man. Yeah. You got to be a sponge. Well, I like all the Pete you Holmes. know. There's so much writing that goes into video games. I'm really yeah. kind of in awe of yeah. uh, those as uh, as uh, feats of production that I mm-hmm. don't think even you know even now years later I. St- and and as as in, as immense and and uh, and profitable and 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 widely played as they are, I still don't think they get the kind of respect for being like right. yeah. It's, and a, a it's, feat, it's like a it's like genre itself. Really, I mean, they, it's immersive art. Like yeah. they're putting you into a world mm-hmm. that they have created. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is fucking art. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. It's um, it's the same way that science fiction and fantasy and romance and horror right. those are genres. Genre they're not fiction, they're not, not getting, literature. Not getting what it deserves. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, the important thing is anyone who's concerned about this, 
history shall smooth over all of this theory about you don't have you don't have to worry about whether or not the dumb thing you're doing now Uh is accepted as art in your lifetime history shall judge it's it's like rock and roll was not art for a long time Mm -hmm. it's like the new thing comes along and people like it better and then the people who spent their lives devoted to the old form Mm -hmm. say that it's not art because mm-hmm. they're jealous. Right. That's my theory. Hey, I spend my day making memes, so I know all about a yes. art form that is not considered <laughs> art in its lifetime. You and your memes. Me and my memes. Before you got here, memes. Ryan was saying that he imagines that you're late everywhere because you're busy making, making memes. memes. Yeah, I, I... I do it on the bus. I don't do it to, to <laughs> play myself. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I have a, I have a fantasy, uh, yeah, just yeah. theory, that I, I like agree. to think that, like... You're just missing buses because you're like memeing. No time. Or, or no mod- time. <laughs> either either memeing or modding. Yeah, memeing or modding. Yeah, memeing yeah, yeah. or modding. Memeing I mean, our modding. like our conversation thread to get this set up was a whole bunch of animated gifts. Uh, yeah. yeah, I love Great. that. That's it's another form of expression. Yeah, yeah. it is, and it's it just totally a cultural is. reference. What yeah. I love is that it's so easy to uh, play in this world, and it seems like so many people aren't aware of how easy it is to play in this world. Yeah, it's like and, you know, it is. It's in a way, it reminds me of stand up you're like oh i just say stuff and you just do it like, yeah ryan oh, had his first uh, uh 1000 like meme it was a very successful meme, meme i yeah. had this past week yeah. it was pretty it was, it was pretty good what proud, was it proud of my boy a thousand likes yeah it's like a picture 1. of six i think what's it yeah. what is it on from? facebook it's from, it's from dante's inferno the uh, images of the images of <laughs> a demon shoving a baby into uh, its mouth i think it is actually it's in, from dante's inferno I did it's a, I from dante's inferno and i believe it is I don't know if it's Lucifer actually. Lucifer, it's definitely some Somebody demonic creature eating a baby. Commented that it, they were eating the men who had slain Caesar. So uh, where did you ooh, post Brutus it? That goes deep. Cassius. That I goes think. deep. And then, so okay, so it's a, it's a demonic figure eating what looks like to be a child. He has like a whole. No, it's <laughs> a man's body. A human. Oh, it's, it's all. A, and there's a half. He's like a half person halfway into, into his, his mouth. mouth. <laughs> and then the caption was, "It's my cheat day." <laughs> Yeah, thousand likes See, in our, in our meet that's group. That's the kind of reaction that I got. I had a it's, good. It's just like <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so, it's so stupid. It's a picture oh, joke. It's a Lord. joke. It's a picture, and then a wait. What, what platform did you post it on? It's a group. There is this Facebook meme group. Uh, I'll, uh, do we want to go down this road? Please invite me. To you, all right. You've already been looking it's, at the clock. Yeah. It's uh, no. That I'm. Whenever I turn around, it's to make sure we're still recording because oh. I have this horrible fear <laughs> that I haven't recorded anything. Yeah. 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 Uh, useless, unsuccessful, or Un- unpo- unnecessary meme. Unpopular. Unpo- yeah, sorry. I I don't no. know why I'm explaining this. They are, they are also a, very unnecessary. Yeah, Doug is uh, a, uh, one of the one of the mods. What do you moderators? call it? Moderators. Yeah. Mm. It, Facebook calls them admins. Culturally, in that group, they refer to Cold them as mods. mods. Uh, it's you uh, gotta invite me to this. It is a I, uh, it is a hundred thousand well, <clears throat> strong. This group. If you're invited, you're not accepted. Oh. You you have to request. I want to request. I've well, made I have made one meme, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's probably terrible. Do you know the episode of TNG called Darmok? Is that the one where it's like there are three lights? No. There are four lights? That's Chain of Command. Okay. What's <laughs> I, The reason I'm asking, there's a lot of TNG memes that that we see that are like certain... What's the Darmok one? Is that the, That's the one where Picard is, is taken to this planet by this other alien race and, and they only speak in metaphors. They oh, have to yeah, learn how to speak yeah, together. This is the, the something something at somewhere somewhere. Yeah, Darmok and Gelada Tanagra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I okay. made a meme. It's, uh, it's Darmok and Greg. And it's... <laughs> 
Love it. He <laughs> loves it already. Yeah, it's I, winter. I took a picture of Dharma and Greg, and then I took like uh, Captain Dathan from the episode and put him on Dharma's yeah, face. Okay, that's great. Yeah. 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 What's do you have text on it, or do you just have the? It Photoshop? just says Darmok and Greg. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's actually that's really good because yeah. a lot of people do that format because you can see that it's easy to do meme progression on some kind of pattern so say the thing that is from that episode what's that quote darmok and gelada tanagra darmok and chalada at tamagra so for mean progression it's very easy to say like blah 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 at blah right. blah blah that's the the x and y at z format right that then people can just now now you have a pattern you can replicate that through through various yeah. things i have seen a really good one of that it's picard at tanagra and it was him like in like a like a tank top with a guitar ah uh, yeah 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 it was really funny <laughs> so the... i posted that on reddit and it, it did it's like one of the only things i've ever put on reddit <clears throat> that did well at all right 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 but a whole bunch of people were like that's not darmok that's captain dathan i'm like i know it's captain dathan it's funny fuck you, <laughs> you <know? laughs> i dude, welcome I to mean suck world at reddit. arguing been... about stupid things reddit's a garbage pit Who so cares? i go on reddit and i post podcasts a lot because mm-hmm. like I, I when i do an episode that i feel like someone might like in a specific area i post it like uh, a star trek yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast or so the the siphon trial stuff i think people who are into movies would really enjoy it sure you know yep. yeah. so uh i posted it in movies and i got banned from movies because yep. like this is uh blog spam and you're not allowed to do it right right so the key there is uh just stay away from reddit because it's a shithole <laughs> i never use reddit i don't like but i will I say like it. my episode mm-hmm. with hanahate uh yeah. i put it on reddit and that's probably why it got so many plays is because yeah, absolutely there's, there's like there's a community there who's interested in that right and there i think you can find the right communities in reddit that are curated yeah. well it's it's a but platform it's, but it's funny because like if i have a guest who was on star trek and <laughs> i put it on reddit then reddit's fine with it right if i have like someone like you guys who i love what you do and i want to share it and that's sure. why i want they you don't give a show, shit about nobody i put that on reddit and they're like oh you're banned because that's blog spam yeah, it's like yeah, fuck yeah. you in your yeah. stupid yeah. fucking face what, right which in their defense, I can kind of understand it because yeah. it's the kind of thing that gets out of control because if right. every single person that has a podcast of things that they like post them in one place, it just becomes choked, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, to me, what you do is you find a community that appreciates uh, that appreciates artistic output in one form yes. and then has an avenue to discuss your creative output in a different form. So yeah. what, what I mean? is that? Where is that? Well, for me, it's the meme group. Is it? So for me, like, I do, I do all right in the meme world, uh, which means that I can talk about other things that I do. I see. You know, because it's, I'm someone that's, that can go into this, like, here we have this talk about whatever you want kind of group. And then every once in a while, if I want to say, like, oh, I've got this podcast, here's an episode, it doesn't yeah. come across as gross or spammy. Like, I would say I've almost earned my dues. Yeah, through the other things that they appreciate as a as a curative content level, to then in a separate separate area in the like the basically if you've ever been at a forum where they've got here's we talk about this here's we talk about this here's we talk about everything yeah then in the everything group to post your thing if you join that community day one first poll first post is to go to the everything group and go here's my blog of right. course they're gonna get rid of you you're yeah. a fucking nobody from nowhere you know right. 
Right, and that would be like wholly inappropriate. Wholly inappropriate. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, I I feel like if I'm going to a a blog and I'm posting something about the topic within right when they've yeah. already set up a niche yeah. and they right. said this is within the boundaries. Totally. Ugh. But so the only difference, the only difference is, is that so my weird. name on Reddit is Jesse Mercury because I don't want to lie sure. about who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I posted as someone else, it wouldn't have been a problem. Right. The fact that, that I'm the host of the show and that yeah, I posted it, yeah. that's why I got banned from that group. Right, because you're self-promoting, not exactly. discovering. But, I mean, the only reason I make anything is because I love it. Sure. You know, like, I make these podcasts because I love podcasts. I want to listen to podcasts, and I want to listen to a very specific type of podcast, and that's a science fiction show. Yeah. So, I make it so that I can hear it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I've... I mean, you guys... Well, have, I think that's why anyone should do any kind of artistic... You'd be like... Totally. I don't see the thing that I specifically want, so I must make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Myself. And, like, this show... Agreed. This has been a really good example, because, like, this is, like, I wanted to know your guys' story, mm-hmm. and this is just me listening to your story. No, and, that's great. And I think I'm what like, you do is wonderful. I'm like enjoying the fuck out of this. Like yeah. this is something I've really wanted to do for a long time, yep. and it's fucking awesome. Like I, this is you guys sound... are both like awesome, and I love listening to you talk. And this may sound crazy. Like I like what we do. I like Radio LARP. I yeah. think I think it's fun. I think it is what it is. The fact that it's now online and on iTunes means that it's there, waiting for anyone who ever wants to come across it at any point in time in totally. the future. And there could be someone who years from now finds. Radio LARP, and then would find it interesting to hear us get drunk and talk about totally. how we got to that point. And my conversely, opinion, yeah. somebody could find that video that you made. Uh, the the I can't even remember the name of the thing. It's the space thing. Relativity. Yes, somebody could find that and go, "Who's this guy? What does he do?" And then listen to your podcast, and then yeah. hear basically you kind of curating various things totally. through this scene, and then say, "Oh." I want to hear more from that comedian that he and, talked to. I want to hear more about absolutely. this podcast. So this is my, it's not my theory. Uh, it's the rising tide lifts all boats. I right. feel this applies in any of these arenas. You know, I agree. And the, the, the fucking coolest thing right now is that I can guarantee you, guarantee that someone who listens to this show will go and listen to your podcast. 100%. Agreed. I can guarantee that agreed. because yep. everything I've done like this, mm-hmm. that has happened. Um, and like my audience is small, but it's like, amazing like my audience is yeah is like passionate sci-fi lovers and yeah, there's yeah. people that listen to this show that that i've never met <laughs> no, i'm laughing because i've listened to your podcast and i'm picturing a good portion of your audience being like me just like mm, i want to no no that's not mm. you said you just watched brazil but i'm pretty sure you weren't paying attention he said did you listen George to the brazil Lucas podcast Star oh of course Trek. i did well, I, I lend annika the my criteria i know i know like so. you're the reason this happened is because yeah. you like oh, annika saw that. it through you and then right so what what was it that you thought now i can't remember the passion the oh, anger happened know. at the moment yeah we'll Dude, have to, the, i we'll, gotta <laughs> say the brazil the brazil episode is one of my favorite episodes of this show i, I love it we, so much if we could do a discussion episode about, about the brazil that. episodes <laughs> Let me listen to the two Brazil episodes and come back with my list I, of critiques and uh, points of order. Well, there's only I one, so it's going to be easy. Yeah. It wasn't a two-parter? No, it's a one-parter. Mm, it felt like two. Ah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's just a dig for no reason. Uh. Sorry. I love that Brazil. I watched that Brazil. Dude, Brazil that is, movie is, is so fucking Brazil good. Brazil and... Did um, you, uh, have you seen his newer one? Which uh, one? Zero Theorem. No. No. Is that good? It's probably not good. It's Terry Gilliam. It certainly yeah, is. It's, uh, it's not bad, and it and I don't know whether I like it all at the same time. The, the Parnassus uh, secret. It's very, yeah, very of Doctor Parnassus. That was that's, that was like 
uh, I'm starting to be okay with Terry Gilliam again. I kinda, no, it I was uh, like that movie. It, it was weird, and I think you would like yeah. it. Yeah, I'll watch could, anything that man could, does. Like he yeah. did, he did Brazil. Like uh, yes, whatever you want to do. Have you seen the Man from La Mancha? Um, no, no. Is that the what's the documentary about? Is the, I think it is. That's I think that's the Man from La Mancha yeah, is yeah. a documentary about him trying to make Don right. Oh my god, that is so good. Oh, I haven't it seen is, that. It's I haven't seen that. sad. It's yeah. so funny because that is the story of Don Quixote too. Like exactly, it's yeah. perfect. Like it, it's like life imitates art. Imitates could, life imitates art. If I can believe in there being a higher purpose in the world. I believe that Terry Gilliam was never made to make Don Quixote. <laughs> Terry Gilliam was made to not make Don <laughs> Quixote <laughs> and to let someone else make the man from La Mancha. And that's what's supposed to happen. And that's fine. Uh, that's that's awesome. fine. When I was a kid, my parents took me to see Don Quixote like as a play. Mm. And I, I have these like really bizarre memories of it. And I, I, I don't, I could not describe the plot to you. I could describe the basics of it to you, where it's like this man who is old, who was a hero, who's trying to still be a hero, and right. just can't. But I have these incredibly vivid memories of like, I am Don Quixote, the man of La Mancha, like. And I like that's the only time I've ever heard that song, and I'm pretty sure that that was spot on, note perfect. <laughs> like, like as a kid, it just like seeped into me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the story of it is just like really fucking cool, and like his, like his sword and the windmill, and like being curved, and yeah, uh, it, all the, It's amazing how things can like get into you when you're young. So I've always just really kind of like. I, it's, I haven't seen that, but I read about it. When I did the Brazil podcast, I read right. about Terry Gilliam. And I've I been obsessed with Terry Gilliam yeah. since Monty Python. Yeah, yeah and I got and this so like, then, incredible like, sense of like, pathos King. from just reading about the yeah. idea of Ugh. trying to make the movie and yeah. not being able to. I was like, that is the Seattle spirit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and t- I mean Brazil in my mind is his masterwork. There's, there's, yeah. he's never, he's, he's done the best thing that he'll ever do creatively in his life, and there's that's nothing, okay, there's nothing wrong amazing. with that. Yeah, keep doing other uh, stuff. God but damn. to me, the person that made Brazil, I will follow whatever they do and right. watch it. That's yeah. how I feel about Radiohead. Like Radiohead made Kid A, which yeah, is to me yeah. like the best piece of music. I ever said, made. yeah, yeah. I literally have never heard Kid A, uh, and honestly, could <laughs> not name a Radiohead song. So Kid A is my favorite album. It's my favorite piece of music. And I was at work the other day, and a song from Kid A came on, and I immediately like just went into this like sea uh, of emotion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god! Like Kid A got me through high school. I used to lie on the floor. In math class, listening to Kid A, you know, uh, like when when no, we I, I, like we, he'd let us go and do whatever we wanted, like work on equations or whatever. I would just put my headphones in and lie on the floor and listen to Kid A. Like that album, I mean, I come home every day from school, I'd listen to it on vinyl and just lie in bed and like you know, it got me through so many crazy things, uh, and it immediately puts me into that like amazing moment. And even though like the last Radiohead album, I didn't really like. There was like two songs on it that I really liked, but for the most part, I didn't care for it. But it doesn't matter. Whatever Radiohead puts out, I will listen to because Kid A is a fucking masterwork. Yeah, I, did, I feel the same way about uh, uh, They Might Be Giants. They're like my favorite band. Mm. And so mm. they just do an album every few years ever since uh, ever since the 80s. And uh, uh, time for another album. The, they're always good. I always like them. I'm not like always super stoked about every song. Right. But they're, they're still doing themselves. And they yeah. stay true to themselves. And I think that's... That's what Terry Gilliam does. Terry Gilliam, I think. Yeah. Kurt Busiak for comic books. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing the last name. Who's correct. that? Uh, he the 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 his masterwork is Astro City, 
Astro oh, okay. If you like comic books, specifically superhero comic books, if you have not read Astro City, you have a gem oh, waiting for you. It's unbelievable. He takes all of the archetypes of Marvel and DC and reimagines them happening in his own particular world. Uh, and none of them are ever the stars of the series. The reason it's called Astro City, because the city that the heroes live in is the star. So mm. there'll be an arc where they follow the Samaritan, who is like their Superman figure. And then there'll be an arc where they're following the first F-I-R-S-T, F-U-R-S-T, the first family, because they're the science hero Fantastic Four uh, okay. analogy. Okay. Then they'll be fi- uh, following uh, Jack in the Box, who it's is like the, what you're the talking urban about jokester. Space 7, how it's like going through the different sci-fi. Through all these, yeah, 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 yeah. So Astro City is exploring the various tropes specifically of heroes. And then there's the Batman one, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 um, analog the the archetype that is a representation of the uh, a batman plus yeah. his sidekick is so good so well done and cool. then it shows you that there's weird avenues in a superhero universe one of the storylines follows leo the lion who is basically he's like joe camel he's a, a cartoon camel that was drawn <laughs> to promote cigarettes and then during a superhero battle in the 70s between hero x and villain y villain y had a ray gun that he could fire at things and make them come to life Cool. Right. So then the hero had to fight all these weird creatures that came to life <laughs> and get rid of them. And then that stopped. And then Leo, the lion had come to life off of a billboard and is now living in this world like, oh, OK, I'm now a, a person in this world that was brought to life because of this villains huh. thing that he did. And now that's all settled. And what are you going to do? You can't kill me. It. You I can't erase it, yeah. me. So now I'm like this two dimensional cartoon character who has no, and he's like tragic and sad. Like that's this, they go through a thing yeah. like in the eighties where he's like super into cocaine <laughs> and they're trying to like the comedy that made him is suing him for his own existence because wow. they intellectually own him because they created <laughs> him. It's great. And it's, this is like, this is what I said. The story's at the margin. The story at the yeah. top level was two heroes, a, vil- a hero and a villain fighting. Right. And then, and that's, a, I think that's These an easily identifiable trope. Fire a gun at that movie poster and those monsters come to life and they fight the, the hero. But what happens? But what, what happens, happens afterwards? Yeah, what yeah. happens afterwards? So that's what I love about Astro City is yeah. that they, they do that kind of thing. That reminds me of that Philip Dick book I was talking about earlier because they bring Abraham Lincoln back to yes, the yes, And he's yes. a robot that only has the information about Abraham Lincoln. Being but, a lawyer. But now he's alive yeah. and has to deal and find a purpose like, yeah, dude, in his own world. Philip yeah. K. Dick. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he so, just becomes a lawyer. The Moons of Something is my favorite. I think it's The Moons of Something. There's a Philip K. Dick story that takes place basically in a mental hospital that's on. It's like a mental hospital planet. Um, and it, uh, all of the people that are in the story have various mental illnesses. But, oh, it's the clans of something. So time has gone by and it's gotten to the point where it's basically different groups. 
instead of like if it was like a fantasy thing it'd be like humans and orcs and elves that kind of thing except it's like the paranoids over here mm. and then the egomaniacs over here and that's these different clans and factions that all have to interact and negotiate oh. with each other so the more that you know about like their psychoses the the better you can kind of uh interact with these people cool yeah it's very interesting okay so you got to answer months. my question from an hour ago about what, my rich pants what is the wasteland Everything's show changed about since what's then? the premise of the wasteland show my pants show? are so ripped and, you- <laughs> and i'm just touching my balls now <laughs> uh, what was it ryan what i can was vouch sh- for the fact that he is touching yeah, his balls yeah, right yeah. now what was the netflix show young ones there's a netflix movie not the tv show with N- neil and nigel and yeah ted and oh, gary yeah and well i like to i wanted to do goofs i wanted to do a, a mad max thing because because uh because the video game well no because that the because uh, uh, uh Furious Road was all the rage, mm-hmm. and it was quite the fire movie for yeah, the year. Right, and I wanted Furious to cash Road. in on that zeitgeist, baby. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I wanted Sometimes some of that we... Furious Road money. I wanted some of them technical Oscars <laughs> yeah. monies. Sometimes we create the zeitgeist. Sometimes we follow along with the zeitgeist. We have, yeah, yeah we've yeah. gone along in the wake. We started. We doing... inspired other space. I don't know if a lot of people are aware of Yeah, that. we started doing Flight Space 7 and, and then, then they... Other Space. Other space What's Other a... Space? Ooh, like... Do you know Paul Feig, the person yeah. behind uh, a recent hit uh, movie Spy? Spy. Yeah. Uh, Freaks and Freaks Geeks. And Geeks. Yeah. He did a six episode TV uh, show uh, for Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo Screen. I used to say this. Uh, this was. This should be their tagline. Yahoo. We make TV shows now? Question mark. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> we make TV? To be fair, uh, the the new episodes of Community were quite good. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and Other Space other was fantastic. Brilliant. Right. Yahoo did the bu- uh, brilliant thing of yeah. like giving smart, creative people freedom to do what they wanted and but then, curating well to yeah. pick who they but gave that opportunity still no one to. had watched it and yeah, so it's now yahoo. it's not a thing no more yahoo is like the 80s yeah. of the internet you know it's just like yeah, <laughs> had your chance sorry yahoo yahoo is the email you give when you don't want to read it. that email but <laughs> uh, you get back that's true I yahoo do. Was, to me was like when uh mad men came out on amc you're like amc made a tv <laughs> show what yeah I remember those days. Now AMC makes like all the TV shows. Yeah, now they're great. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, other space was this like uh, Paul Feig based. It was really good. Show. Yeah. And uh, and it was they hit a lot of the they same made tropes. same choices we made. Yeah. So we knew that they did we a were... time acceleration episode. Yeah. They clearly set it up as a, I feel like a matriarchal. A matriarchal. The yeah. admirals were all women, just like yeah. yeah. So the same been. as fights by seven. Yeah. There's yeah. Uh, but that's the thing. We're all fishing in the same pond, baby. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you're just looking at science fiction, this is where you're going to come it up. It just made totally. us feel like we're, oh, we're but... just as good as the real thing. Other space is so good. I could not more recommend it to people. Cool. I, know, I don't so know good. how you find it, but it's out there somewhere. It's got. Can you not watch Yahoo Screen? Literally, I don't know. We have a Roku, and that's how I watched it. You just get like, you know. Yeah, it was real. It was real goddamn good, Uh, and it had Joel Joel Hodgson from uh, Mystery Science Science Theater, and also uh, Trace B. Lee. Yeah, they were both the voice of another robot. Yeah. So how does how does that tie into the Wasteland show? Oh, uh, sometimes we have inspired the zeitgeist. You're welcome, Paul Feig, for inspiring you to (laughs) other space. Sometimes we ride the wave of the zeitgeist. With the show that uh, right now is titled 
uh, another hero, um, which is a wasteland series, uh, which I, I would say was inspired by the existence of, um, Mad yeah, Max, I just wanted to. I just wanted to write some angry wasteland. Road. Yeah, <laughs> Furious Road and Ryan, Angry Road. Okay. We're honing in on the actual title. Ryan so. wanted to write something that took place in, in a, a wasteland. A, a wasteland. Okay. I wanted to write a gender swap version of uh, Mad Max, where, uh, Furious Road, where the Mad Max was was actually a, a Mad Maxine or just Mad Max. Mad Maxine. Yeah. We're, okay, so basically the the latest Mad Max movie, any character in it just swap their gender and that's the movie that I wanted to make. Got it. Yeah. That's all. It's a gender swap. You just so take... That's what the Wasteland No, no, no. That was is. my idea. He okay. wanted to do a Wasteland thing and then what we wound up with was uh, another hero. Which, oh, now that's, what, that's where the title comes from is uh, Thunderdome. We don't need another hero. Yeah. We just need the way home. So yeah. the title of our is mm, Here's Another Hero. <laughs> And you did one episode of that? We did one episode, yeah. Uh, and that's the one thing of yours I haven't heard. And then why did you only do one episode? Uh, uh, we haven't done... Because <laughs> even, even uh, doing a radio play is tough if you're lazy. Uh, <laughs> we yeah, to... we did. We were doing a show every month for... Or attempting, at least, to do a show every month, even when we yep. were canceled due to poop tubes. We were uh, solid on the radio play. We, I believe that... Uh, uh, Mm. And we were writing. I haven't spoken like, to my lawyer, but I would say that there were holidays involved, yeah. and that we decided to take a holiday break. And then after the holidays were done, no, oof, I think breaks we were. Nice. We, you want to stay on a break when you're on a break. I love breaks. <laughs> we took a break, and then it turned into it was another longer break, Lo- another longer break. And then yeah. uh, you gotta <laughs> that engine doesn't just fire back up, baby. You gotta turn it on, and, and then it wait was for it Christmas, and everyone was too busy, to, and we were like, we can't do it now. Yeah. Really, we just needed a, f- a goddamn break because yeah. we were writing like you know like a lot. 40, we're, 50 we're throwing page out scripts. like yeah, forty, yeah, forty page scripts. We don't know what we're doing. We're putting some fucking heat out there. Yeah, for a people. lot of a lot of personal <laughs> yeah. alone drinking is involved. It's a lot, yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of anxiety on my end. <laughs> right, and, drunk, edit sober. Uh, or right, drunk, edit drunk. <laughs> That works uh, too. Read it drunk. Read drunk. Perform drunk. Isn't that from? <laughs> did you guys ever see How High with a uh, Red Man and Method Man? No. Oh my God. They're they're they had a line that was they were taking a test and they were like study high, take the test high, get high grades. <laughs> and that's kind of my. There's a comedian. That's in the kind 80s of my personal philosophy. Used to have a joke that I think about all the time. That's like, well, yeah, when you go in to take your picture of the DMV, like. Drink a sixer because you, you're gonna look. You're gonna look like t- that guy, drunk and tipsy, and then show up for that for your picture. It's so like they, Jim Brewer, where yeah. he's like, "I just look like a stoner guy." <laughs> um. So yeah. So it was Mad Max came out, and the ba- the bad Mad Max video game. So we made a a, a little a wasteland thing that. I initially wanted to make uh, uber violent and yeah. just like a real thing, but we. I wanted to ease back on that. Yeah, I'm not comfortable which is with fine, violence because uh, and we, unless it's done for uh, comedic violence, I love that if it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I want yeah. violence to be like random and casual, yeah. and have no sense. Like someone specifically hurting someone. Ugh, there's. <laughs> 
I, I have a real trouble. We do these genre pieces, and I get I I'm so excited about the genre, yeah, that yeah, I yeah. want to tackle it seriously every time. Let's go and back. Sometimes and it takes a minute of each of our genres for me to find the jokes in it. <laughs> uh, but I don't think they turn out bad. No, I agree with I you. I think they turn out pretty good. We yeah. find I find the jokes in it. I ease up, and you bring silliness some of the levity to it yeah and uh i bring mundane my i think my contribution to what we do is mundanity like (laughs) one of my favorite things is the mundane aspects of a fantastical world yeah so anything where it's just like like (laughs) paperwork is so funny to me you know and to me but that's super brazil brazil yeah totally if there's if there's one thing that could speak to being inspiring to me in comedy is the woman in Brazil that is transcribing the screams of somebody being tortured for information oh, so that they don't have. Right. Like that, there's there's nothing more uh, of a statement about bureaucracy. I love and the, here's mundanity. a receipt for your husband. Here's a yeah. receipt for your husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <gasps> the whole movie, Where the whole. Where is his body? <laughs> when have you done with his body? <laughs> Sorry. Oh no, that's wonderful. Uh, the Besides whole, the whole plot of life. the movie is like is predicated on the fact that like a fly got in the way. Absolutely, that's the other yeah, thing. It's just the, the it's just it's. Did yeah. you say defending your life? Like the the Al Brooks movie. That's, that's the, Doug's defend, favorite movie. I yeah. fucking love that movie. Yeah, defending your defending oh your my life. God, that literally good. changed me as a person. Yeah. No, me too. That yeah. movie like really hits. There's something. nothing to be afraid of. Like uh, really the deep message. inside of me. If any of you out there are tr- uh, struggling through things and don't have any other kind of otherwise chemical imbalances or poorly programmed aspects of your brain just go out. just don't be afraid go there's watch. nothing to fear yeah but there go, is no fear but watch defending your watch life. and if you're not comfortable with the concept of there's no fear watch defending your life and then you'll understand Man. you will understand i gotta watch that again. To I, w- I saw that bullshit. movie like we rented that from like video discount yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. this is awesome and i rented it like six times yeah <laughs> but i haven't seen it in years yeah oh. and it's, it's one of those movies i'll that really watch that like every like couple my, of years it informed like my, my whole like life mm-hmm. ethos yeah you know? i agree with you i can't think of anything that's it's the closest i can get to understanding people that that believe in religious texts yeah where i'm like yeah all right i kind of get it like if if i had encountered defending your life as a child and somebody told me it was a documentary i really don't know how long it would have taken me to go well no like i could have super been convinced of that but when you find a piece of fiction that speaks to you in the way that religion is supposed to mm-hmm. isn't that kind of better mm-hmm. than believing a thing is real it's kind of the same thing but you know it's not real right but you love right. it all the same so, but it is no you're right it's kind of the same thing because i think that oh i it's the level of delusion is at a different place because i kind of do feel and this might be weird that everyone who even the most even the pope himself fucking knows it's not real i don't know about that uh, I, and I i would hope if the pope knows somewhere it's not real that makes me feel better but i think that a lot of people that believe in it true. believe that it's real i agree i have a memory in my mind of an educator telling me that um Romans didn't literally believe in their religion as though those were actual things that they viewed it in a way that we view fiction, Hmm. you know, that that was not like, no, these are actual things that actually happened. This was literally 
uh, a, a being that could come down and do damage that it was there Stories. was a, there was a story a- aspect to it there's a level removed yeah. that you understood that these were illustrative of patterns that you see because that's what the 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 roman gods it's a, patterns that you see in normal life replicated at this higher level yeah um i actually don't know if that's true or not i don't know if that's actually how they uh did believe it day to day yeah but if that I, was the case, I kind of like that a little bit more. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Like, I don't believe in anything. Like, I, I'm completely open to whatever. Yeah. And I feel like that's, I don't know. I believe in whatever someone that will make out with me believes in. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to boil it down to anything. Like, if you'll make out with me, I will believe I'll what it is it. that you uh, believe. Yeah. You know, the movie Dogma was one of the biggest influences on my uh, life. Because I Dogma so loved said and hated easier, that movie. It's easier oh, to have an idea God. than a belief because ideas can change. Yeah. And that yeah, yeah, was yeah. like really profound to me. I was like, well, you know what? I'm like trying to form all these beliefs about being a person and what it means to be alive. But maybe yeah, it's yeah, better yeah. to just have ideas. And I used yeah. to like stay up at night wondering, is God real? Really? Like, yeah, no, it was something that like... <laughs> That I used to to really be bothered by, like, is hell real? Because I'm Jewish. Really? There's oh, no there's God. no hell in Judaism. Right. But, I mean, I grew up in a society where people were telling me I was going to hell all the time. Sure. Yeah. And I like had a lot of friendships that fell apart because of Christianity and Judaism and all this kind of stuff. And then uh, that movie was just saying basically like, fuck it, you know, it just be yourself, just exist. Sure, sure. Yeah. And it doesn't. None of that matters because you can't know. Mm-hmm. You cannot know how the universe exists because we are only what we are. We're only like in the moment. We're only these human beings in our bodies and that's what we are. So to try to say, oh, I know what it means to die that's impossible. Of course, right. So just you would be open to, to all of it, you know? The, the, the only thing that you would have a, a problem with there is that if somebody who told you they died and you believed them then told you other things about what it meant to be dead. But you know what I mean? That's the like, thing. That's so the hook that's, there. So that's what changed about my perspective is that I take everything. If it's real to you, then it's real to you and mm-hmm. I believe it. Mm-hmm. So just, it's, let's say for example, like you believe in Jesus Christ as mm-hmm. your savior. Sure. And that's real to you. That's not real to me, mm-hmm. but it's real to you. And I believe that it's real for you because mm-hmm. I like what dreams may come that Robin Williams movie oh, yeah, that I yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like you make your own reality, yeah, you make I, your own afterlife. Yeah, that and, concept to me uh, came that came to me through Neil Gaiman and the Sandman. Cool. Where Sandman, I think, creates this universe where there's a upper level structure that he has created. And then that's like the dream and del- uh, delirium and all of those, uh, the endless. And then below that is like, oh, anything you believe. Like, yeah. if you believe it, it's true. If enough people believe it, then it exists yeah. as a thing. If enough people believe in a thing, that thing exists. I agree with and that. And there's a I... sadness in when people stop believing that thing, and that thing slowly dies through yeah, lack of belief. Yeah, totally, totally. That, to me, to, is, is Neil Gaiman and the Sandman. I, I think oh, a perfect well, example yeah. of that is yeah. in the last Harry Potter book when uh like Dumbledore and Harry are having that conversation when Harry is like dead basically right and he uh the end of that conversation is um wait I'm dreaming this isn't real and he s- says something along the lines of like well like just because you know it's not really happening doesn't mean it's not real right. and I-, I took that to be 
a statement towards the whole Harry Potter universe that it becomes so real to so many people. Ah, like basically, yeah, J.K. Yeah, yeah, Rowling yeah. saying like, mm-hmm. just because this yeah, didn't yeah, really yeah. happen doesn't mean it's not real. It's like Tinkerbell and Peter Pan. Just we all believe in it. Like, yeah. We've all read these <laughs> yeah, books. Yeah. We all believe in it. That is real. There's something real to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you tell me that you believe in Jesus and it's real to you, then there is something real Ooh. about that. Have you read, uh, I think it's Bill Willingham, the Fable series? That's my favorite comic book, Yeah, yeah. Man. And then I, Jack of All Trades. I, I, yeah, I yeah. love that oh, shit. Oh, so good. Fables yeah. is did you, so Did you know that good. he did superhero comics, in, in like indie superhero comics, well before that? I didn't know that. I knew yeah. that he did... Uh, the like, Elementals. Por- so yeah, yeah, yeah Elementals. Okay. I've read. That, Elementals is if one that's of, what you're talking about. Yes, yeah, I know. That's what. That's it's like one the of Fantastic my... Four, but with Elementals. Yeah, but super dark and yeah. it's religion. It's one of the like. And he did like pornographic comics too. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah, he did like this whole series that was like released basically as like porn comics. Ah, this oh. is another to me testament that a good writer can work in multiple genres. Yeah, yeah, and should. And should yeah. at least attempt to. Oh, Elementals is so fucking good. What's Elementals? It, it's What's a comic that? book where it's basically heroes are almost born of trauma. Uh, so, like a woman, it was uh, like the in an earthquake. Four kinda. Right, something bad yeah. happens, yeah. and then that creates these heroes. And then in this uh, okay. world, there was someone that fell into a ravine during an earthquake, and they became an earth person. A woman yeah. drowned, and they became the elemental hero of water, of water. and then a, 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 a helicopter pilot in Vietnam crashed and then became the elemental controller of air and then there was a fire person so and like then, it's like it's Captain, Captain Planet, Planet. But, <laughs> right. but like scarier and scary Captain okay. is a hero right. so, and then, take pollution down to zero ah, they, don't, they become famous they go through a whole thing and then it turns out that these people are immortal that they literally can't die Ooh. and then there's another entity an evil entity entity called Striker just... who discovers, oh, these heroes were created through these traumatic events. So what he does is through a wait, they Billy have Graham just style, become immortal after getting these after being infused yes. with the power okay. of the elements to become. I immortal. thought for a minute they were like beings that had always nope. existed in nope. sort of a the, the concept exists and yeah. then they're, they're then these the human beings become the avatars okay. for them and then striker through a fake billy graham religious tv show gets people to volunteer for this army and then all he does is murder people in weird massive ways like to try let's take create ten thousand people and have rats eat oh them. like then, mr glass from unbreakable right and then they one person out of glass (laughs) so then this this well that's what he did kind of yeah yeah so yeah totally the the end result of this this entity is that he creates this evil group of people where there's Uh, like a blob type person there's a woman who can she's like mystique she can stretch and shape shift and there's a rat guy and oh did he get eaten by rats I don't remember. No, it's probably going to so, be better rats. <laughs> it's so good. And then there's one where they jump forward into the future where it's like they're, they, they do a story where it takes place in like a science fiction universe where now, because they're all of them, the good and the evil ones are immortal. And now they control space armadas. You know, you have like Johnny Storm with an army of uh, ships fighting against Sue Storm, who has another army of ships. Like, is this what it's come down to? You know, oh, that's and that's cool. One of the one of the reveals is that the evil guy that is engineering the anti-hero team is Lazarus. 
he's the man that Jesus brought back to life right. that now is immortal and did not want to have that happen. Right. And he can't die now. And so then he lives this life of, of like anger and spite and then creates this other immortals. Team. Oh, like it's so his, good. Yeah. It's so weird. And so superhero, but not superhero. And then, then the series continues and it kind of devolves into like regular nonsense. But, Oh, that first arc wow. is so beautiful. So dark. No, that sounds intense to like, yeah, take those, take the, take these immortal characters and give them, uh, you know, a centuries mm-hmm. or more What's, worth of, uh, yeah, yeah, influence. Yeah. Till they're like, that's almost what like Dune seems yes. like. Where Dune it's entire, is 100% that. Yeah. Where entire planets mm-hmm. are controlled by one house yep. one and sort of yep. one element. I yep. mean, it's a very Star Wars thing to make. Yeah. And a very science fiction thing to, you're basically blowing things up to a larger scale. So the macro is sort of like, Oh, this is an ice planet and this mm. is a forest. Planet. And it's why yes. I like <laughs> water planet. If you have a, a story arc, uh, uh, don't be afraid to jump it forward a hundred years. Cause the like, results Simpsons again, I would watch the Simpsons if they said now it's, you know, they did in do that in future. like one Simpsons episode. They do that from time to time. They flash uh, back to the past. Yeah. But- well, they were, uh, yeah, the, I think Lisa was like vice president. Vice president, yeah. And yeah. Bart, Bart was, was uh, like a. Come bar- on, China used to be cool. Like a bartender or something yeah. tragic. <laughs> but then he, no, he had the, <laughs> I watched some. I watched some uh, uh, tales. We've been watching tales from the crypt. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was it was. It's very from the very nineties. It's very good. It's, uh, there, uh, some of them are. Uh, they're wildly sort of uh, inconsistent, but they are always have like amazing right. casts. Yep. But they're all morality tales that are because they're soup from super old comics, just like radio. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> there was one where this guy was like his had a wife who like he had a friend who clearly was in love with her uh but he had married her right. and there was like his best man but there's always been a thing and like he was super successful but the married guy was a failure because he was <laughs> just a just a bartender <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he yeah. was like because he was drinking a lot. i was like yeah i'm real good at it because yeah, I was a bartender for years. They're like, oh, you never told me. <laughs> yeah, I kept it a secret. I didn't want to tell Rick that you were gone so low as to be a bartender. And the guy in it was, I had never seen him in another thing, but he was in Willow. He was the other human soldier who like knew Mad Mardigan when the whole army procession comes through. Uh, nope, comes can't, ba- can't pull it. Don't know Willow? <laughs> I know it not that deep. And he's like, he's in the crow's nest, and and, uh, Willow hasn't let him out of the crow's nest yet. And the whole army comes through. Oh, no, no, they have the baby, and they're trying to pass it off. (laughs) This whole army train comes through, and they're like, someone take this baby. Take the baby, please. And then, like, uh, oh, no, 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 no. He's still in the crow's nest. Willow is trying to pass the baby off to these Daikini uh, army, but it's an army. They're not going to take the baby. They're just marching past. And they're like, getting saying, out of the way, Peck. And they're like, please take this Daikini baby. Please take this Daikini baby. I can't take this Daikini baby. It's going to be too big. I can't feed it on a little Willow. <laughs> and... And 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 uh, Mad Mardigan's like they're never gonna take it, and then all of a sudden, like one soldier's like, "Hey, is that you, Mad Mardigan?" And he's like, "Is that you, Eric?" And he's like, "I always knew you would end up in a crow's nest," which is 
in the Wasteland episode, yes. we yes, do a crow's we, nest, we, yeah, we have and it stuck is in from cage. Willow. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. And, and, and he's like, Eric, back home. Uh, where are you Casey. going? And then Eric like brings him up to date on how the war is happening. Uh, and he's like, so-and-so's castle fell, and this guy's marching on this, and we're going to fight this battle. And he's like, let me out of this crow's nest, Eric. Give me a sword. I'll win this war for you. And he's like, fuck no, I'm going to leave scene you. Of, the, of another hero. I'm going to leave you in this crow's nest, which is actually the opening the scene. The opening scene of another hero, yeah. So he's this drunk bartender nice. from this Tales from the Crow's <laughs> Okay, so... A couple of things. Uh, one, who's a if, lowly bartender, and if, he murders his wife, and it turns out that she's pregnant. If there's any any ambitious uh, animators out there that want to do a podcast, I would suggest doing a collaboration with Ryan called "Oh No No Wait," where <laughs> where Ryan describes something that he's watched, but and then, then you animate. <laughs> It's it's a version of drunk history where except instead of uh, no, no, it being no, history, it, oh no 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 wait, it's Ryan describing culture and then you animate it. Wait, it was this part of no, two. No, no, that no, was no. so. Oh no no wait. Suggested number one. Suggested number two. Uh, let's do uh, Willow for like uh, an on trial thing. I don't know if sci-fi on trial is allowed to touch fantasy, mm. but that is a much maligned movie. Some people love it. Some, Some people, people hate it. Pure shit. Have I'm you seen Life's Too Short? I've seen bits no, and pieces no. of Willow. I've never seen the whole thing. You've all never the way watched Willow. And I, what? I, some people hate it. I, I like am it. like a huge fan of Warwick Davis. Yeah. Have you seen huge Life's fan. Too Short? No. Oh, that's like a um, is, Ricky Gervais uh, yeah. uh, pseudo oh, reality show. I saw he talking about that. Right. He plays yeah, a yeah. shitty version of himself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't like it. I liked it a lot. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I didn't War- watch all of it. I just watched a it's, little it's, bit. It's, it's, Dude, Warwick Davis was so charming in the watch, previews Some of it is hard to watch. Some of it is a bit. Some of it is a bit rough. But there are gems where he's going through and talking about all the movies he's been in, like Return of the Jedi. That was his first yeah. movie. This movie. When he was like, and then he really goes to young, Willow. And he yeah. taps the Willow poster. He goes, Willow. I've been told that make most of its money back. <laughs> oh. oh, so good, <laughs> dude! I fucking loved Willow. I'm sorry, yeah, that, me too. I really did. Yeah. I liked. It. I liked it. People love it. More Willow. David Leon, my good, my my good best friend. That is one of the only movies that he owns. <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable. Is his DVD of Willow. Mm. And that's a shout out to David Leon. What up, baby boy? <laughs> okay, so number one was uh, no, 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 wait. Number two was maybe doing like a uh, Willow on trial. Number three was Ryan's magical ability to tie back a tangent to Radio LARP to discuss yes. not just Radio LARP in general, but the wasteland in specific and the opening scene of the uh, storyline, which had a character locked up in a cage that somebody comes upon. And this to me is, I've said it several times in this podcast. I have no idea how many of them will make it in, but uh, the referencing of other pieces of culture in what we do. And that's a thing that yeah. I'm so enamored by. There's so many people that get super sensitive about like, that's been done here. That's been, that's been done there, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's no, it's the everything's implementation. Been everything's been done. It's the specifics. It's the, right. It's the specific details. Totally. Of how you implement it. Totally. I mean, I'm like, I'm writing songs about like, Han and Leia falling in love and shit. And oh, it, I love that song. It's like, I really did. I bought that album online because it was so good. Oh, what album God, is this? That made my I was, day. I was, my album. Well, well, I had well, to hold on a second. Yeah. You, Jesse, you have an album? I have an album. Jesse, what, is, what is the name of your album? It's called Sci-Fi because I'm yeah. creative. Jesse 
uh, Jesse Mercury has an album called Sci-Fi. Where where could one find this? Jessemercury.com. Uh, Jesse Mercury. For all of your Jesse Mercury needs, please check out jessemercury.com. So I was like at work, and then I saw that Ryan had downloaded that, and it made me so happy. Well, that okay. makes me scared that you could see that he downloaded it. But it, it was it was so genuine <laughs> because you you came to uh, I saw you play it at the open mic. You brought the right. little harmonium and everything. Yeah. And the Asteroid Field song was uh, stuck in my head, Mm -hmm. like a song would get stuck in my head. And then I was playing it on the band camp, but the band camp only lets you play it so many times before you have to buy it. So I literally had to buy it because I wanted to listen to it again. So it was like, uh, it's like I followed like the pure and genuine path to Uh, buying that album. Oh, that's beautiful. If you want to hear this again. (laughs) <laughs> you have to pay for it and I was like I will and oh, I did the, 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 somebody did it for free but if it was something I had to pay f- money for the uh, well you I don't were- think I can bit <clears throat> torrent your album right I don't think right. I can but the uh, the, the, the if, if you no uh, well, you, I, would, you, I would give it to you anyway but you dude know, I would love yes. to be at the point where people could bit torrent my album uh, well, that'd be uh, great yeah, you have to yeah. throw up there yourself you gotta, you, I don't know how you gotta, you gotta seed if you wanna download you gotta seed yeah you gotta seed <laughs> it's a rough world out there I would give money to whoever came up with the uh, you were working as a waitress in a cocktail bar oh you I saw that cause you shared it it was yeah. so funny oh. Now that we're talking about it, I hope that I remember to share it tomorrow because yeah. I feel like that should it's be shared every song. day. It's that don't like don't you love me baby song, but every line is you I were was working, working as, as a, a waitress in a, a cocktail bar. bar. Well, yeah, you, a cocktail you bar. Yeah, that's that's all the song. I needs. was working as a waitress. <laughs> all the extra the yeah. words of that song are a waste. I you love it, I but working. you're a man who feels. I that was working music. as a waitress in a cocktail bar. Cocktail bar. Cocktail bar. YouTube it if they want to hear it again. God, no, it's a or we could sing it. it. Yes. No, please look it up. One of my, if <laughs> I was you a, said that music is like a fan that you hear. Yeah, that's it's on. just like a background it's like a white noise. noise. Yeah, thing. when we took a break, it's white music noise. So like the only song too. that you love is one word. There's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the only song that's ever touched Doug in his heart <laughs> is this the parody is version of "Don't You Love Me, Baby." Yeah. What is that song actually called? Is it "Don't You Love Me, Baby"? Oh, I have I no idea. Know. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Human League. I know is yeah, the name League. of the people that do it. Only because I've had to look for and it. It's a great. It keeps getting pulled songs. off uh, of. What? Uh, don't YouTube. you want? Don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me, babe? Not yeah. love me. Don't you want me, baby? Don't, don't you want me? Don't you want me, baby? I got a karaoke party we can go to after this. Fuck yeah. One of my goals in life is to be able to or convince someone else to learn the uh, chopped up version where you just sing that one lyric over and over uh, so well oh my that gosh. you could go up How to karaoke they? because at karaoke they're just playing the music right if you could sing that with just those lyrics that would be amazing that would be like top next that. level karaoke so I've got a new synth band together we're playing mm. on my sci-fi shit and we should cover that and play that version of it yes Oh my god. That would be amazing. What my one 100%. of my first shows in Seattle that I played where I played my music, I played a cover of the Bedroom Intruder song. Like he's climbing in your windows, he's snatching your people up. Yeah, have you heard that uh, song? No, who does From this? Auto Tune the News. It did not go over very well. 
Oh, I know. That's the night that I met yep. Dan and, and Barton. Like, yep. Now I know what you're talking about. My future. Well, I know the I know mates. the YouTube video of which right. We that's speak. what the the Kimmy Schmidt they kind of parody that at their opening theme song, oh, where they yeah. have like a real weird event that takes place, and then it's uh, pop culture, and then well, people that guy, auto-tune yeah, it. He, dude, auto tune like is a, a lot of awesome. YouTube videos after that. Yeah. After that, uh, it was yeah, the news. There was some about. really. It got to the point songs. where it was like a cultural trope. Something happens, someone talks about it on the news, it gets auto-tuned on YouTube. Yeah. That became kind of part of the narrative. Have you seen the- <laughs> auto-tuning became part of the narrative of tragedy in our culture. Aww. That's that's. Have what- you seen the bad lip reading of the Star Wars movies? Maybe if you tell me the bad news in a good way, <laughs> <laughs> the bad news won't seem so bad. Uh. I love you, Ryan Casey. <laughs> Mel Brooks. Yep. Love me. So- oh, no, I'm dicking around with my thing. Oh, my God. Okay, so you did the Wasteland show. You haven't released it yet because your yeah. piece of well, shit. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It's solid. It's one of my favorite things. There's so many elements to Is it good? No, I'm not a piece of shit. The issue is that if... Jesse, if I'm going to take the time it takes to put into doing a post-production on an episode, I want to get some benefit out of it apart from the release of the episode. Right. So what we typically do is to promote the upcoming live show is to release the fully produced version Uh, of the recorded show one to two weeks before that show is actually happening. And is that the plan? That's yeah. yeah, that's the plan. Awesome. So if I had released this Wasteland show, you know, uh, two, three months ago, it would have just been like, okay, you released it, and then now we want more of a thing. Yeah, I now have the opportunity to have this thing in 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 our back pocket to drop and say like, here you go, here's here's a uh, forty minutes of free content, you fucking baby birds. <laughs> Come on down to feel me and Ryan, Papa Bird, puke the new content into your mouth. Yes. At the live show. It's going to taste like worms. It's going to taste like worms because, oof, we've been brewing it. It's for a, a while. wasteland story. You eat worms <laughs> yeah. now. Get I used am to the future. <laughs> and then, so you're going to, you're going to well, go back to Flight Space 7. The yeah. end of the story is that you're going back to Flight yeah, Space yeah, yeah. 7. Right, so, so you do a new radio so place. What month is this? Yeah. I don't know. March? March. So April 23rd. Uh, a Saturday at um, Gallery, uh, Gallery 1412 at approximately 10.30 we're going to do uh, the uh, next recording of uh, Radio LARP and it will be Flight Space 7 Season yes. 2 Episode 1. Awesome. Yeah. But the Wasteland stuff, we're still going to work on. Of I want to hear this shit. We're well, gonna, okay. We're gonna, if you want to be, if I want to be totally honest with you, we tried to wait we, we, the next episode. We yeah. And uh, we weren't happy. We weren't happy. Uh, <laughs> we, both, we both were part of it, and we both, I think, rewrote it, and then it was just like, ah. Yeah. I think so there's we're good stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. working on it still. So if it's... So we got a lot of dogs in the fire. We got a lot of dogs in the fire. We got a lot of dogs in the fire. And I will say, if it's any consolation... We, Ryan and I, are people that will write like thirty pages and of content like, and go. Good. That's not good enough. Like, yeah. we. It's not that you guys don't deserve better. We, we deserve, deserve better. better. It's because it's because we don't really think about anyone else but, but us. ourselves. Yeah. But we still agonize. We still over, agonize over oh, what we're agonize. delivering yeah. to ourselves. If, I think if you I think and I are each happy with it, 
if you don't like it, then, then I don't five. want to be friends with yeah, you. Yeah, like that's fine. That's what we're gonna put yeah, out. Just there. go find other things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. so, we, but we we're excited about bringing Flight Space Seven back. Uh, I can't uh, wait. Ryan and, is, and again, Ryan deserves all the credit for well, the, the reboot. That, Flight Space Seven is my first love for well, what you guys do. Fair enough. The, it's, a, it's I like I like it's similar I, I still to like Red uh, Sun. That's my favorite. The might be biased. It's a little biased because you're. Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> but I like. You know, it's it's also my favorite because I always have <gasps> less lines. Oh, you know what? Uh, if we pull off what I want to pull off with yeah. another hero, that will. Be, can I tell them the the listening audience the the phrase to me that is the uh, summation know. of no no okay and they're is whispering the to each it? other. No, it's it's the way that they describe it. It's the the is the the. And yes, I like that. That's a good one. Each other no, no, no. That was that was fine. I, 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 we do. Can I say you know, that out loud? I know. I know that like Lost is like we always knew what was going on, but like yeah. there are some things where we do talk in vague terms about yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, far, kind of far-reaching story arcs. And I was just making sure that he wasn't spoiling a thing. Yeah, yeah. Can I uh, describe yeah. it that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. to me, the, we started the another hero without quite knowing what it was going to do, and we just did it. And then it was honestly after it had been done after we had written it after we had performed it and i was thinking about it and then the phrase that occurred to me was like oh if this works out the way i want it to work out i would like this to be like a six episode arc with the concept of the bullet has already been fired from the gun like we know what's going to happen and then we see the end and just move towards that yeah that's what i want it to be the character the that's character cool. the character Hero who has no name, played by Emily. Stackhouse. No, I, I think that the, she the, is the, the thing hero. is that her name is actually Hero. Her name is Hero. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, which yeah. is which is a, the name of a character in Heroes. Uh, is there? Is she, I've yeah. never watched. Yeah, Heroes. it was Hero. H i r o. The guy that can travel through time and teleport. Yeah. Now we gotta change it. Then no, we don't. H e r o. Save the cheerleader. Save the world. No, there was a. There was some Greek thing, or maybe it was a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's some Greek thing where there was someone who was like, oh, her name is Hero. Hero, yeah. It was it's a female a, character named Hero. A female character named Hero. So I thought that the, it would be funny to have her name actually just be Hero. Agreed. After it's called and Hero. we've already... But I didn't know that Heroes already did it, so now no, no, no. I'm totally taking it back. Ryan, if we continue to tie into various... Gre- uh, the the main episode has a tie-in to Lysistrata, yeah. so... That's we, true. We already are in the realm of tying things which, into Greek. which happened when uh, when Spike Lee's latest movie came out. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, the zeitgeist hits. Zeitgeist, yeah. That we were You're welcome, Spike Lee, on. who has been inspired by our unreleased. <laughs> Radio play podcasts yes. and nothing, and not in reverse. Oh, that's what you know. What honestly, parallel thinking. Edit out everything else. Tell people that we didn't want to release the episode right away because we didn't want people to think that Confuse we were it with Spike uh, Lee's Lysistrata uh, which is uh, retelling. It's, what's, it, what's that name? Of that I don't movie? Even know. Oh, fuck yeah. something. Anyway, so. <laughs> so we we wanted to. Uh, we're trying to get the engines fired again on the show. Yeah. Force Awakens this has just come out. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're I think we're going to do we're going to explore the edges of uh, Star Wars. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I think so. We're also, we've only written one episode. It could be something so different right. by episode two, <laughs> knowing us. But that's, I think, part of it right now is to explore the edges of a Star Wars universe. I don't know. And not to take things too strict and making mm-hmm. it like a Star Trek parody and no. just being, you know. The like only said, thing to me. It's just, it's about, it's about kind of exploring whatever tropes. Are interesting yes. to us at the time. The only tie-in to a Star Trek universe comes to me is that the main characters exist in a uh, uh, structure, governmental, uh, bureaucratic, that maps very easily to Earth itself, to planet Earth with a, a Western civilization yeah. grossly expanding out into the universe and not caring why it's expanding it's just doing it for the sake of expanding but my that question, to me is very star yeah. trek star wars is just like mm, stuff's <laughs> out there <laughs> right but my question is like why couldn't both of those kind of worlds there's no reason they couldn't exist in the same there's reality. actually a lot of reasons that they should exist they should exist it's harder yeah. to conceive of a world where they don't exist in the same universe yeah. is my argument i feel like star trek goes out of its way to kind of point out moments that are very star warsian really like in season two the outrageous Akona of this which series? of next generation next there's generation this character that comes two. on the ship who's yeah. basically han solo yeah and it's kind of like what if a han solo rogue existed in this galaxy what's and the then, like, star trek that? uh uh what's the episode where Riker goes to the planet looking for information about the fat ferengi and there's like a woman playing the piano and it's this divey uh, bar it's like the cantina yeah, yeah, oh yeah, i yeah, haven't yeah, seen yeah, that yeah. like Riker's like now, the cop so that goes in yeah and like kind of tries to talk to him so like star trek goes out of its way to kind of show that a star wars <laughs> universe <laughs> yes. does exist inside of itself yeah no, which but I really like that. really makes me aroused so no, to me like, one of yeah. the one of the highlights of a star wars universe are monolithic worlds desert world swamp world city world ice yeah. world that to me more is a hallmark of star wars huh. that but if no, something but star exists, trek does that it's the only thing on that world star trek does that they go to a planet they go down to one city yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like addressing the whole planet yes, absolutely yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's never there's never like this and that's the this nation has to deal with this other nation has to deal with this other nation within this one world. It's all right. very simplified. Right. And that was the one thing that we did with the, the our last episode. Yeah, the din- the, I was just thinking, was I was a, smiling the about this. The wicker people versus the dinner lizards. Where it was wicker people versus where it was a world lizards. where there was a civil war, yeah. and that's what we were dealing right. with. Because that's very Star Trek. Star well, Trek no, is the, going to someone else's world and solving their problems. The dune, the dune yeah. one, uh, the dune stuff, the the early fights was also because uh, yeah. the planet Sakara, which was the Arrakis uh, sort of, backwards yeah, uh, Arrakis <laughs> backwards uh, for Dune was experiencing a civil war right. and it was also in a way where we were like uh, Dune originally, Arrakis is totally an analogy for the country Iraq right Arrakis, mm, put it together, people. It takes Where, place in the desert, and the spice <laughs> is oil. We mm. all know this is very, yeah, yeah. Uh, very blatant and yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not, not glossy. It's so ham-fisted. Uh, so uh, if you we read were, about Frank Herbert, it's like so the we Zen were doing. Suit. It's very explicit. Yeah, we were doing a, a Dune thing, but also with a sort of historically updated, like. Mm-hmm. Minimum wage was modern warfare. Oh, and also minimum wage right, was the fifteen dollar minimum yeah, wage. Yeah, that <laughs> that's it. one of my favorite things we do with uh, whatever genre we're doing, whether it's 
the so far the science fiction, the superhero, yeah. or the wasteland, we will tie in like we did topical, minimum wage in Flight Space Seven. In Radio LARP, we did uh, Bertha. I, I don't know. I like that Bertha episode a lot. We didn't hit anything. Oh, that was the good. only we talked about the problems in improv. I think that yeah. In the, I think uh, that once hero. we get some new episodes, we're gonna do some real hard hitting election humor. I think so too. <laughs> I think we really think gotta so, be so. feeling feeling the alien I think burn. The world needs to hear what Radio LARP wants to say about the current about political the current situation. Political situation yeah. in the country, which yeah. is dramatic on, on, on I a feel grand like scale. We are a voice. For, sort of for the generation yeah, for our generation that's just out there the 60s had bob the dylan they and had, yep. uh, <laughs> they had their and the 1980s had the police the, the police, band and yep. not the uh not the actual not police the not actual the police, actual police. Yeah. give yeah. me a break the actual Sting police and the, police. Uh, the yeah. 90s had um seattle uh Beavis the and they mighty mighty Boston's. So <laughs> oh yeah, uh, ska, ska ska spoke for the nineties. Yeah, yeah, and that guy from Mighty Mighty Boston's who would just dance, but still got to be part of the band. And that they just, it just me occurred, everyone me, knows that it's bullshit. And it just no one occurred likes to it. me literally today that Boss Tones was like Boss Tones. Boss. Yeah. I always thought it was like the Boss Boston. Tones. Or like Boston. <laughs> like They're the mighty Boston's. Uh, no, but it's yeah. Boston's. It works. A good ska pun works on <laughs> at least three levels. Is that because... If, if your pun doesn't work on three levels, is it's ska not ska. If the name of your ska band like does a, not work on three levels, then you ska. haven't found the right name. Is it close to like a... Is ska, there anything about like a bossa nova beat that has to do with ska? Is, are they making a musical reference that I don't get? Like a bossa nova tone. They're making a musical Scasanova. reference that nobody gets. Oh, good Lord. And that's the third level, and that's why it works. Well, those guys are, are you know, pretty cool in my book because they never knock on wood. And uh, They're mighty, mighty. <laughs> mighty, mighty, mighty. So then we have the 20,000s, the 2000s, the aughts. David Gray and David that, Gray, and that yep. song Ladders that he loved so much. Hey, Babylon. Hey, and I bought that Babylon. album for my mother and then I stole it back from her because I wanted to listen to it so much. And then I would like to call the decade after the aughts the teens. The I teens. don't know. Because I feel like what ugh, defines two the teens? parts of it. It. Lady I don't Gaga. know. We're midway through it, so yeah. I would like to throw Radio LARP into. <laughs> so now, Radio LARP if you if the you teens. are Radio in the LARP. future and thinking about what defines the teens, you could do no worse than looking at Radio well, LARP. Well, we all know that's true. That nerds are basically who who, uh, who everyone listens to and have the best taste. Nerds were given the chance to run culture, which and I really so love. So the natural thing that they would want to do is have a radio show that was about all the things that they love, and yeah. that's basically what Radio LARP is. So we've created basically mm-hmm. a home, a sort of nesting, mm-hmm. sort of fluffy, fluffy home that's full of all the things that are familiar. Home to you but also some it's new warm. exciting voices that you haven't heard where you can just hang out mm-hmm. and make some new friends and just explore like uh you know fantasy and sci-fi and superheroes and all the things that you all want t-shirts of. With you. They're but they're new to you reality because they're we've we've taken all those old things and we put a little t- dang twist on it, it yeah it's you're gonna be surprised you're gonna be startled you're gonna be startled, it's comforting but also but not surprising. but not in a way that will make you uncomfortable mm-hmm. in a way that'll make you like mm-hmm. 
it's sort of just like turning over in bed. You're like on this side, and then oh, the pillow's cold on the other side, but not like a scary cold, a comforting cold. And the sun keeps shining in your eyes on this Mm -hmm. end, and then if you turn over, it's shadier, and you're like, I like that. I like the snoring again. I want some shade, and I'm so comfortable here that I I want to I want to hang out here, and also I want all my friends to come hang out here and experience. Sort of expand this room to fit my friends. Yeah, and we're all giggling together, but we're comfortable. We're giggling about about superheroes and about science fiction and fantasy and even space satan the horror weirdos Uh, and their strange obsession with with, this member machine and they just love to see bodies destroyed and we're like you're still fine because we're gonna laugh about it Stay and don't actually the patio. Just please, please yeah. stay on the yeah. patio. Let's, we'll come out and smoke with you. But yeah, you but can't, just don't ugh, come in the nope. house because mm-hmm. you're going to get it on the carpet. You're, mm, you're going to have to leave that outside. That's totally yep. fine. Yep. But just the backyard is still out welcome. Of your realm. But yep. you don't have to go home because we mm-hmm. want everyone to be here. And sometimes we like to get spooked too. And <laughs> you want a good spook. Yeah, you want a good spook. A friendly it's spook. It's fun. But then you want to be able to retreat back in the comfort of the house. The comfort, the warmth. And you're like, is there more Smirnoff ice in the fridge, and yeah. you're like, "Yes, there is." And there's <laughs> always Smirnoff ice stocked in the fridge at Radio Larp, and that's what you can guarantee when you <laughs> store our podcast that we always have some sweet Smirnoff ice, <laughs> free of charge. Radio Larp. We bought in bulk before that stopped being a thing. <laughs> when we see a trend that's going to end soon we will we pounce on it we will put money into acquiring <laughs> like that mountain lion from that zoo when i was five and i put my face on the glass and then it pounced from the back of its habitat Did it scare you? and it hit the glass with such force it knocked me on my butt my <gasps> little five-year-old butt and i was so scared oh and it, i basically would have been mountain lion food but oh, it yeah, had yeah, been yeah. for the fact that man are yeah. in control <laughs> 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 i said man Right. Not in Not man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Capital M. <Sorry>. Humanity. <laughs> and that plexiglass was there to yeah. save my tiny uh, body. And to me, that if there's anything that could stand as a testament to the need for uh, modernization and for technology is that piece of plexiglass that protected Ryan, what? Yeah. Casey, from being mauled to death if there was no plexiglass, there would lion. be no radial arp. And what would the universe look like ahead of time? Very it's basically different. like we're very wild bleak, stallions bleak. from Bill and Ted's. Yeah. And eventually history will shine down upon yeah, us and show will. that we have changed the world for the better and created the utopia that, you, we, that we so cleverly <laughs> mocked and satire making out with history. in the 2015s <laughs> that we I love you, we history. Here. And, uh, and, uh, and thus blessed shall be the statues of us <laughs> and, and covered in moss and laurels and, yeah. and the and the smooches Rose. of lipsticks of pretty ladies <laughs> just like that Jimi Hendrix memorial down in Renton that's always covered in kisses yeah yeah pretty Mom, good times that's kind of the show that's it <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you had to sum it up it would be I by what you said over much, the last 20 minutes yeah I think that is <laughs> Or TLDR, uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour. <laughs> that would be, you know, if you were looking We're for- not that show. We're different. We're different. It's way less popular. <laughs> <laughs> for one, less popular. 
two strikingly less popular. We still yet yeah the the day that I will feel that we have been culturally justified is when Paul F. Tompkins performs on the show uh, during his lifetime. Because oh, Paul shut F- up. Paul okay. F. Tompkins, right. as opposed to Doug, like after no, no, no. His life okay, no. yeah. Let me tell you this. Paul F. Tompkins will eventually die. After he's dead, there'll be another person who will need to oh perform on the show to justify our existence. If we have to get Paul F. Tompkins in the same way that uh, Bella Lugosi had to show up for um, Ed Wood. Yeah. I'll take it. You know what I mean? I'll t- Paul F. Tompkins, I will take Douglas. your late-life heroin-addled crazy person state as justification for what we're doing. Douglas, this is a striking moment for me because yes, Ryan. me as a stand-up comedian in my career before I ever met you, I had stated out loud that... The entire goal of my comedy career was to one day be friends with Paul F. <laughs> and I was like, if that's the only thing that happens from my stand-up career, then success. Can I tell you my Paul F. Tompkins story? Shut up. Can I yes, tell you? Yes, please. I was... Uh, if you're in comedy enough, people will give you things that you 100% don't deserve. I love you, um, I was uh, I was at Bumbershoot one year, and I was at a uh, hotel bar after Bumbershoot. So we're now away from the Bumbershoot grounds. And then there's comedians who are at Bumbershoot that are drinking with comedians that don't deserve to be on Bumbershoot, myself included. <laughs> and Paul F. Tompkins was there with his wife, who I think his name is Janie. And there, I can still picture them sitting there in a booth with glasses of red wine. And then... The person that is kind of organizing this kind of get together uh, comes up to me and says like, oh, yeah. And then there's like uh, this and this and there's Paul Tompkins. You should go say hi. And then I was like, hmm, nope, <laughs> not now, not now, <laughs> not like this, not, like this. not today. <laughs> Miles. Oh, sorry, Miles. Um, and this is uh, what I did instead was go to the bar to order a drink. And then at the bar was. Um, I can't. Uh, it's so embarrassing because I. Zoe really Duchanel. Like nope. Lance um, Armstrong. Nope. Um, Oprah Winfrey. Bob's Burgers. Does, Bob Balaban. Nope. Does the son of Bob's Burgers? He's on Eugene Merriman. Eugene. 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 Eugene Merriman. Eugene Merriman is at the bar and ordering a drink, <laughs> and then he says to me like, "Oh, do you do comedy?" And I'm like, "Yeah, kinda." Yeah. And then, <laughs> then without any other prompting, he goes. Do it for two years, then move to New York. <laughs> and I was like, good. Fair enough. Good advice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And done it for 10 years staying here. <laughs> yeah, How just, about. Yeah. But I will say if I was a person who was at Bumbershoot as a local comedian that was trying to make it through the realm of stand up. I would say do it for it two for- years, move to New York. Do it for two years, move to New York. That's not Hi, bad advice. Do it for two years, move to New York. Yeah. It's solid advice. It's solid advice. And then move home. Yeah. The important thing is that I did not feel comfortable with yes. a inappropriate introduction to someone that I viewed at uh, well higher than my level in performance. So basically, Paul F. Tompkins, if you're listening. Um, and are looking to do a spot on a We'll podcast. write you the coolest. We'll and- make you our space Satan. <laughs> I, I assure you, Paul F. Tompkins is not listening to this. No, of course not. not. If we don't tweet it to him. <laughs> I mean, we can, let's do it. Let's try. 
We, I, it's done. I'll do it in the. No, I won't do it. I'm too embarrassed. <laughs> do it, man. I'll do it. Do it. I tweeted at at, at the real Donald Trump again. Uh, which I, I'm still honestly. There's a part of me that's legitimately afraid of my first at real Donald Trump tweet that I made. Well, you threatened. What is it? Um, I hope that at real Donald Trump becomes president because I've always wondered what it felt like to assassinate a president. And Whoa. So, yeah. yeah it's he's not going to win in my universe, but he's going to win in another alternate universe. And I feel bad for, for the that dog. Because that, li- yeah. that yeah. dude is fucked. You know what I mean? Like that. Like the uh, quantum reality in which. Yeah. There's a, the waveform collapses to the, the, the bad side for another version of me who's basically getting uh, renditioned by the Trump administration. And I, f- dude, I'm You're going to get sent to a camp, a it's beautiful pretty, camp. Is a funny joke, though. <laughs> You're going to be murdered in, in the, the in a fantastic facility. <laughs> best facilities. We have the best murder facilities. Clean. <laughs> clean. Efficient. The blood is drained quickly and used and cleaned and turned back into reusable water because a it lot belongs of jobs. to the tribe. We're creating a lot of jobs. It's just so these Your things. water belongs to the tribe and we have the best water. We have the best water. Make America's water great again. <laughs> so my new Donald Trump tweet was... Uh, that was like a Fremen. That's pretty good. Donald Trump. I went through a meme series of uh, I need Fremenism because... And then had characters from Dune holding up signs that have the text that said, this is why I need Fremenism. Do you want to know anything else about the show? Nope. What the fuck? (laughs) Oh, I think Jesse wants us to leave his house. (gasps) I'm fucking sleepy. We're pushing the three-hour mark. You're the host of the show. You're the one that's supposed to let us know when we've done spoken too much. But here's the thing. Everything you've said has been awesome. I feel like I need to pull the trigger on the promise of my super funny second at real Donald Trump tweets. Do it. Because if I don't, you're just going to have to add out, edit out me saying that I've done it. Wait, I got to hear too? it. Give me mm. the second one and hit me with it hard. I don't want to feel it right in my the, forehead. Get the wording on this correct. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that a fascist is running for president of my country because it makes me feel like a European. <laughs> Thank you, at real Donald Trump. Because I you got to edit this out. This is terrible. That's oh, not good. Yeah. I'm leaving it in. And then I can hear the radio. Can you all hear the radio? Yeah, it's there's like a very s- quiet. Talk about country, country radio. <laughs> let's uh, let's sing a song is. to end this podcast. What can we sing? Wait, let's no. sing the Reading Rainbow theme song. I'm not familiar. Butterfly in the sky. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Twice as high. Wait, Take know a look. It's in a book. Greening rainbow. rainbow. I, I can do I can read. Friends to know. Friends Ways to read. Go. Go Reading the rainbow. I get to experience... Mm, nope. Sorry. Went out there on my own. <laughs> hey. Did not like that. Uh, I heard this book. It's called Radio LARP, and it's supposed to be a pretty good show, but don't take my word for it. Don't, <laughs> don't. <laughs> and fucking scene. That was solid. All right. Radio LARP. Hey, Jesse, thanks for having us on this Dude, dang podcast. This was baby. so much fun. More to the point, thank you for letting us drink all of your whiskey and then all of someone else's whiskey. Yeah, we found... <laughs> That was nice.
uh, listeners at home, we hit the end of the uh, the whiskey uh, that was available, but right. then we found the reserve tank. That was someone else's. Hidden in a cupboard. Yep. Uh, That's the radio art But the way. thing is that there's always there's always more whiskey. There's always more whiskey. There's a trap door. There's a secret uh, panel. Yeah. There's a code. You can break into your neighbor's apartment or whatever. Break into your, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, you break into the co-op. Breaking the co-op. I'll break that uh, glass down. If worse comes to worse, I'll go to a store and give them money for alcohol. Duh, do you don't know what I mean? Do it. Like if I have to, don't I pay no, for whiskey. I will engage in capitalistic commerce for alcohol. Steal the whiskey. I want to steal the whiskey, <laughs> but I can't always steal the whiskey. Well, you best steal some money. <laughs> and then, because I don't have no cash for you, and I want that whiskey bad. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. basically, it's a show that's fueled by whiskey and whiskey, anger. Yep. And that's Mary pretty normal for this. Yeah, whiskey yeah. and anger and a love for genres yeah. and tropes. Genre fiction. I like that jokes. we've always said that I think all of the storylines will have something that qualifies essentially as magic. That That's fair. Because the, the Flight Space 7 and any science fiction, there's magic. A, science magic. Yeah, we want to do a fantasy one. Oh, oh I want to do great. a fantasy uh, wasteland thing so bad. It's you, it, yeah. If you follow old D&D, uh, it was the uh, Dark Sun uh, uh, genre. Where it was a broken fantasy world, basically. Yeah. You take uh, you take a you take a Lord of the Rings world and you posit what would happen if Sauron wins, and, and now you have a, a devastated world, dystopian, mm. a dystopian fantasy world, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that Forgotten Sun? Red, it's called Dark Sun. Dark Sun. Dark Sun. In Forgotten Realms. Forgotten Realms. Dark Sun. Dark Sun. Sorry, yeah, I yeah, confused yeah. the two. Nope. They're like, uh, did you ever read Dragonlance? Uh-uh. Well, they're like schlocky. Yep. They're schlocky uh, fantasy they're like, Yeah, fantasy silos, silos they're like in based the D&D on, world. Based on uh, Greyhawks. Like, uh, it's based on their Dunstan Dragons. Yeah. Greyhawk, uh, uh, Forgotten Realms, Dark Sun. Dark Sun, yeah. Yeah, Greyhawk is classic. Wait, Gary Gygax Holy D&D shit. is called Greyhawk. Are you talking about Greyhawk where Micah was like the wolf dude? Yeah. That was the the first novel of any length that I read. <laughs> that was my first fantasy novel was Micah. That's And great. the Grey Wolf ones, yeah. or the was it Greyhawk? Greyhawk, yeah. And you, I couldn't find the next book. Right. Like, I couldn't find what... And it was like, what happens to Micah from the Wolf Clan and the Buxom uh, Lady from the cover? Oh, my God. That was like me with Animorphs. Oh, my God. Uh, that was the thing. Me uh, and my... so good. Me and my friends had... Greyhawk. I want to read them now. They're still got to be so terrible. Mm. Probably. But that was the, those were like the first yeah. books of length that I read. So that's the idea. Is like Dungeons and Dragons Dragonlance. has these like silos. Dragonlance was the one that was like super popular. That was the big popular yeah. one. I bought. A and bunch then Dark of Sun was ones. a less popular. Dark Sun. It's a broken. We talked about this. My theory is that the uh, original series of Star Wars uh, from the seventies, the eighties, that are now titled four, five, and six, are a broken world yeah. uh, science fiction version of what is now the prequels, episode one, two, and three. Right. That there's been uh, this cataclysmic event, the 
the the cataclysmic event is the murdering of the Jedi children. Yeah. And the Order 66, which is just, uh, I feel the, like... The Republic becoming an empire. Right. And the yeah. third movie doesn't really give justice to the idea of yeah. how much devastation was spread through the galaxy after that. After those yeah. events. But 4, 5, yeah. and 6 should be viewed as, a, as an as apocalypse. As the broken world apocalypse. It's a post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it's the wasteland version it's of, a wasteland the, version of uh, Star Wars. More civilized age. N- th- that's why nothing makes sense, because nobody remembers anything. Nobody knows anything. And the, yeah. and the Force Awakens almost progresses that. With, I agree. Uh, the with, Force Awakens kind of tied it all like, back they're, together. They're, uh, with showing the remnants of uh, yeah. and uh, well, the remnant being uh, the the expanded universe, sort of first order, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I'm talking specifically about just the uh, uh, on Jakku, all the all the right. old well, starships like the, the sort Empire of wrecked. over, and we're trying to pull it back towards yeah, a more right. republic style. Of, yeah. But of the Star Wars government. itself, well, yeah, it is a broken world broken when world. you look at and it. And Jakku is still broken. Yeah, because this because Star Wars starts off, and the two characters that started off are two obviously very old and sort of uh, with a history droids that are yeah, yeah, droids yeah. that have been there for decades and decades, mm-hmm. you know, and that and so it is. A, it's a totally a broken world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Very agreed. Cool. So where can people find Radio LARP? Shit. Mm. Radiolarp.com. Yeah. Radiolarp.com. Uh, if you're on the Facebook, I'll I'm gonna hazard a bet that if you type in radio space L A R P, our Facebook page will show up. Yeah. I have yeah. to say Radiolarp is such a good name. Yeah. Like, I, I mean I, people have heard of LARPing to, like live action role playing, but right. but it's live action radio play. I feel like that's either you or Albert, and I don't know which one of you I can't remember. Take credit, yeah. Ryan. I don't. I don't really. Yeah, remember. I just don't know because it's one of those rare things where, like, we were all so excited about it. It's yeah. hard to remember. Mm. I know it wasn't me, but as I'm pretty soon sure as I it was Albert. That, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure it was Albert because yeah. that's another one. Oh, that wouldn't that be great if Albert's contribution was literally the name Flight Space Seven and the name Radio Alarm? And that's, I, like, I'm not gonna lie. I I think that yeah, is true. Yeah. I think that he came up with, <laughs> a, with the name for both of those. Yeah. But big, I love big miss you, Albert. Kirsch, yeah, yeah, I miss you, Gersher. I miss playing Civilization Five with you. <laughs> we would have some some a uh, couple. He had a couple long Civ Five games. Nice. Ugh. He loves his video games. Yeah. And then your next, Your next episode, uh, Flight Space Seven Season Two. When's that season happening? Season Two, Episode One. Uh, What's it will date? be. It's going to be. Uh, what month is this? March. It's April. April twenty. <laughs> 23rd. If it's a Saturday and it's 20 something, a low 20 number. Yeah. That's the that's the that's the it's Saturday. Like the third. It's 10:30. It's going to be Possibly. at uh, Gallery 1412. There's a show that's happening before our show that's a Portland comedy show. Yeah. And then we're happening at 10:30. It's happening very late. Very late. So on a low 20 Saturday, head a low 20, to Gallery 1412. A low 20 Saturday. A low 20 head Saturday. to Gallery 1412, especially if you're going to want to watch a uh, comedy from Portland, and if you are a fan of comedy in Seattle, you owe it to yourself to sample some of what our neighbors to the South have to offer because uh, it's they're better. doing good jobs down there. Yeah. No. It's I don't want to say it's better. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's more refined. 
there's a good comedy scene. There's there. a solid comedy scene in Portland. But we're doing uh, some real cool stuff here in Seattle. Yeah, if you want to see a game of grab ass, then stay around. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I don't want to get into the... Uh, I mean... I've said this a hundred times. Me posting about a show on Facebook neither hurts nor hinders our attendance. No. You know? It's... it's uh, Us goofing around about it on this podcast... Neither For, hurts nor hinders. Right. So we may get this. people that show up. Maybe someone from Jesse's uh, fan base is like, no. <laughs> that's, that's fine. <laughs> if hearing us talk makes you not want to hear people pretend to be the characters we write, then you are 100% correct. But <laughs> you would hearing, not have a good time. If hearing us talks makes you want to hear us talks more. Would you like to hear the words that we've said out loud, but said by somebody who says them more clearly? Possibly. Then you would enjoy regular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we have cool sound effects. So that's like added. That's like 90% value. of what matters. Oh, yeah. During I I thought about this on the on the bus over here. Do you just do straight up us talking, or do you cut in like here's the thing that they're talking about from their podcast? I can I can do that. Wow. If no, you, I don't mean that you can. I'm just wondering if that's what you do. Uh, I've done that a couple times. Like yeah. the Mugatu episode, I cut in yeah. music. Like the Brazil episode, I cut in yeah. stuff. But that's more the exception. Yeah, Generally, yeah, yeah. I just kind of like present it as yeah. It is. But that's if fair. you guys, I mean, if you got stuff. <laughs> well, it send, should be send, clear send that we're stuff to not... me, and I'm very happy to cut it in. Oh, uh, maybe if I find one thing that'll be good. My favorite, one of my favorite cuts of us is like a 10 minute cut. So that's a hard thing to. I can include that. I mean, there's no rules, ah, man. All right, I'm... maybe I'll send it. Brazil. It's our submission. The thing that we use for submission. Where hearts are entertained, entertained in June. June. Oh, I love the both of you. We stood beneath <laughs> an amber moon. <laughs> And softly murmured someday soon. all right. There's one thing I'm certain of. You guys are fucking awesome. Return. Thank you so much for doing this. Ryan, you're the best. I will. I feel like uh, this is the most like uh, where I've just like sat and listened to people talk sure, on fair. this show. And it I was will fucking say, awesome. Uh, on the break, we were talking about how you can feel like, ooh, th- th- sounds like you can tell when they're getting drunk on the podcast. And I was like, mm, I don't think you can. You can tell. Yeah, I think it just can. happened. Yeah, yeah I think you can tell. I'm changing my opinion on that one. Once I'm you singing Brazil, you know I've had too much rye. I can. Huh. Uh, I will say you can never. You can never get too much rye rye. <laughs> and uh, all right, well let's do parting and thoughts. So it goes. Douglas Gale, parting thought on what? Anything. Go. What do you mean? Just do it right now. Science fiction's a bitch. I have no thoughts. 
I guess that's going to do it. Yeah, Ryan Casey's science, science fiction is a bitch. bitch. Um, no, I love science fiction, and I love talking about science fiction, and I love talking about movies and stuff I think, like that. here's mine. If God exists, he listens to Radio LARP, or she. <laughs> <laughs> I or hate she. to say it, I have never been able to do a better than um, nothing is true, all is permissible, and I don't like that I can't top that yeah. because I don't agree with it. And I have so many philosophical issues with that. But I honestly can't think of anything better than that. You guys talked uh, a lot earlier about uh, religions and, and how all of them sort of are true if you believe right. in them. And I, I've, uh, I'm, I'm real Joseph Campbell about stuff. Like I think, the, I think that they're all really good the stories and real good metaphors. Yeah. And then I, you just gotta follow your bliss. I have to say, I don't, oh, I don't mean that like they're I've true. My answer. They're not Ryan's, true in the no. way that like two plus two is four. I'm changing my answer. They're true in the way that like it's real inside your own head, and that that has value. Yes. Ask me for my statement. What's your statement? Follow your bliss. Don't me. But tell me why not to follow my bliss. This is now a debate show. I was <laughs> no. <laughs> Crossball. No, I was Jesse I, and Doug. I was just why not follow that. your bliss? Go, Jesse. I was Dude, just. Can we to start say, a show called Crossball? No, that's, with Jesse that's, and Doug. No, no, no. We can't. We, we can't because I'm I'm aping a Comedy Central show that was making fun of Crossfire called Crossballs. crossballs. I just want yeah, to be clear. I'm not being clever. I'm just stealing a name from a thing that exists All in culture. I was <laughs> trying to say crosstalk. No, was, that's Brett uh, Crossfights. Was, was that? Following your bliss is the thing, and following my bliss is uh, hanging out with you guys and uh, writing with this guy and making radio Agreed. larp and give me yep. big knuckles up here, big knucks, yep. big, big dog, knucks. and uh, yeah, little knucks too. No, no, let's do solid. There we go. There it is. Yeah, we did five, we did one, and then we yeah. did one through five. I yes. think that means <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think if you and have, by one through five you mean knuckles yes. one through four where the yeah. thumb was not involved I was bragging yeah, it's one through four when I yeah. said five because who does knucks with a thumb that would hyperbole Maniacs. hubris right yeah. we're, we're a four let's admit it we're a four. we're a four knucks gang we're a four Ryan and I are in a four the knucks four gang it's a four yeah. knucks yeah. gang and that's, for us yeah that sounds good <laughs> but follow your bliss. Why is that bad? I don't know. Something Joseph Campbell that. has boiled down all religious thought from every civilization He's on the planet. Every he has looked at every religion, not every most religions that have ever existed on the planet, uh-huh. and he has said that the one, the one common theme you can find between Unifying comparative theory. religion between every human religion that has existed so far to the year 2016 is follow your bliss follow your bliss you gotta say it like Matthew McConaughey follow your bliss it's like hey man just just follow, your, follow bliss. your bliss if your bliss is driving this Lincoln Town car around then you drive that Lincoln Town <laughs> kind of staring at your reflection in the we'll mirror you know they should be looking at the road if you need hey man road, that's, that's good enough follow your follow bliss, your bliss. That's but that's it. That, that's, that's it. There's, there's, uh, there's no other common theme. There's no other common theme running uh, amongst a twixt between all of the religions that he has studied. And but, I mean, where, not, where is the I, where is the follow your bliss in Christianity? It's not there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem. It says, "Don't touch that bliss." <laughs> it says, yeah. Don't touch Look, that bliss. But don't touch. 
Now, you can follow your place, but you need to stay as far away from it as possible. I'm doing uh, Devil's Advocate. Yeah. um, That movie with Al Pacino. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. I watched it very recently. It's very good. That movie is so good. Yeah, it's it's outstanding. It's so good. It goes off the rails and then builds new rails and goes off those rails. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like... Crashes into a pile of rails Ryan, and sends all those Ryan. rails flying, and and, the, and a <laughs> oh. bunch of trains go off on those rails and then go off of those rails. So it it keeps multiplying, yes, creating a yes. cascade that actually destroys the universe in the end. If we, it's ever the nightmare of a railway man. <laughs> it truly is, my friend. Uh, I, I want us in our writings to always feel like if we ever go off the rails, what we should do is build, build new rails and then go off of those. <laughs> Go off of those too. I love that. That's what you got to keep doing. Great. Don't go, get attached keep, to those. Keep rails. going off Just the rails. Don't become build. lost because that's what they did. And they they sucked at it. Oh actually. god! I'm gonna amend what we I said before. We will always be lost. I follow. Follow your rails. <laughs> follow your rails, and then go off those rails, and then build some new rails. It just sounds like rails. you're telling everyone to do cocaine. And if those, those rails means that you're driving around in a Lincoln rails. Town car, if you're driving, you're just driving that. Wait, let's sing the theme song to Lost. There's no I'm lost. No, 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 no. La, 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 la. <laughs> I was you in know when the title plane. comes across and there's the theme music. Let's sing it. Ready? No. That's it. Lost. No, it? <laughs> you're you're never gonna get a quality output by asking me to th- sing, sing a thing. A thing. It's like it just it's just it's just white noise. It's just but, it's like. But I, we've talked about. So I had the idea for this thing that I want to write, and mm-hmm. I have this part in mind for you. I know, which is crazy. And it's no. basically just like talking Singing. in time. Talking, right, right, right. Rhyth- rhythmic talking. But I hear it in my head all the time, and I really want to do it. That's fine. I might be able to do You're, uh, it. It's like this. I don't even want to say what. So it's just like. Watch, have you seen Hail Caesar? No. Okay, we'll talk about it offline then. Okay. It's the, it's the best podcast that's ever been made. But that <laughs> if not? we don't. Stop it soon. I can see from here. It's going to get off a rail. We're at three hours, ten minutes. So yeah. Jesse's yeah. either doing several multi parts or a lot of editing. But that's on him. You got to do like, some editing, bro. Until Jesse <laughs> says, like, stop talking, you know? That's true. Yeah. It's really hard for me to say that because, like, I've recorded a lot of podcasts, and when we get to this point and everything's great, it's really hard to stop. Yeah, but this is all terrible. Like anyone that's ever spoken to me in person, I will tell you this. I will share. I'm just going to keep drinking. I will share this podcast out to my friends. Anyone that knows me personally will be like, yeah, hard pass. No, thank you. (laughs) People that, and there'll be people in like the meme world or in other things that might be like, yeah. You guys, I'll check that out. Check, I guarantee right. you, no one but strangers has made it this far. Do you want to? Do you want? Okay. Do you want random sci-fi topic? Random sci-fi yes, movie topic? Yes, Pull it out. Did you guys see Revenant? No, that's no. not sci-fi. That's a the bear that eats Leonardo yes. DiCaprio. That's, but there is, that is sci-fi. A part in the <gasps> movie. There's aliens. No, no. But there's a part the where he is uh, riding a horse, talking. and the dang horse dies. And, but it's winter. Oh and my he god! Cuts it open. Oh my god! And they do. I thought they smell bad. <laughs> they the do. Outside. Yeah, he <laughs> literally does the thing that they do in Star Wars with a fake 
sci-fi horse, but with a real horse in the real West, which is a Western thing that Star Wars was aping, but they bring it back uh, into an nice, Academy Award nice, winning nice, film. Nice, nice. But here's the question. And if it. they're it's aping something as big as Star Wars, does that make it any less real that, that's, that it was aped by Star Wars for the real thing in the first place? Right, 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 right. No, I agree. This is like the thing we talked about. It's a, about it's about a Western myth. It's a Western myth that like, right. probably not a myth. Like if you were... To, if you're if you were in the winter cold for real, you and could your horse your were to die, animal. you <laughs> could cut that horse open and be warm and go live in that horse for a night one and night. be okay. Not more than one night, probably not more than one night. I want to write a song about someone living inside of a horse <laughs> or living inside of a tauntaun, tauntaun, tauntaun. Yeah, your so time's about freeze before the North Marker. Here, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my suggestion. I'll see you in hell, but we haven't talked about hell in this reality yet. That's wonderful. So it's, that's one of it's my the favorite only things. time we talk about hell yeah, 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 in yeah, all yeah. of Star Wars. <laughs> I guess hell time I see, I'll see you in hell, but also we're not Christian, <laughs> but we're Star Wars. But I don't know what I meant by that. I'll see you later. <laughs> don't okay. question it further, please. Here's the plan, uh, Ryan. Let's. That's wonderful. Let's do <laughs> this again because I feel like we have at least ten more hours of talking in us. Uh, okay. So let's let's put a pin in this for right now. Let's okay. do this again and uh, then talk about everything else. Jesse, can I ask you to put another pin aside for us to talk about something? Yes. Can I put? A I pin would like to talk about the meta right narrative that is evident in the Star Wars uh, Christmas special. Oh my god! Yeah, there's 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 at least two yeah, examples big into of this. Yeah. meta narrative that are uh, exemplified in the Star Wars Christmas episode. And honestly, if you want to call pause right now and record another podcast that talks about that with me and Ryan, I'm good. Uh, if not, call me back in the future because this is gold. I really want to do this. Mm -hmm. I have to work early tomorrow, so let's let's pause it right let's, now. And okay. let's, 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 put a, let's put a second. Let's reconvene, and then that will be a future episode because I really want to talk I about that. It. Yeah. Let's watch it all together. Yes. And then talk And about then it. talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Agreed. You guys are fucking awesome. Thanks. This was of, great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, you so much. If you have a lot of friends, we'll do all right. Yeah. <laughs> you're pretty cool, too. Friends, we'll do all right. <gasps> follow your trains. Follow your trails. Follow your, no, follow, <laughs> follow the rails. Follow the rails, man. Follow, follow your, the rails. But then jump rails, the rails. And, and then, and then follow those rails. rails. And then make build some new rails. rails. And then follow, follow those rails. rails. And just keep and then on. fall off the rails. Yeah. And then, you know what? Steal someone else's rails and follow those for a little while. <laughs> or just park it. Take a nap for just a while. Just sit down. Get off the rails. Take a you rest. rest. You've been running The rails will so be there. <laughs> you can't keep running from yourself. You're not going to die like in the next You're year. Then like... You're probably never going to die. Just well, you will definitely down. eventually die, you but not like not. in the next you year. But you never know. But the rails will be there. <laughs> so if you want to like take like a couple months off from the rails and not be on the rails, then just do that and then have a sandwich or whatever. I'm just gonna fade out this when I edit this episode. Yeah, it's beautiful. I have literally no idea what I'm doing right now. We're improving, baby. It's what they do at the UCB. But you gotta pay money to be able to do it. That's the trick. If you don't pay money to do it, listen. You can real. either pay a bunch of money, or you can just drink whiskey and talk into a microphone. Yeah, one of the ways it's gonna go well. You could also way, do it's both. Be real slappy. <laughs> yeah, if you do 
uh, the the latter, you definitely rely on someone to edit out your nonsense. But one of the ways is way cooler, and that's <laughs> not the way that we did it. But that's our choice. Yeah, that's our choice. Yeah. That's our lot in life. I just really like leaning into a microphone. <laughs> I've been told that I have a radio voice, and I don't know if I have a radio voice, but Welcome right now, to your downstairs business tingling or leaking. That means that I have a super live action radio, radio place. Feel free to hit me up on any form of social media if you would Just like, like to Bob says is in box. No mistakes, it's just happy accidents. <laughs> Paint a little happy tree over here. Look like whatever you kind of want it to look like. Uh, you're my favorite person in the world, man, Casey. <laughs> you really are. This tree, this tree is my little string. <laughs> Some rocks. Uh, Gonna put a little cabin here. <laughs> I want everyone to know that we're not wearing shoes right now. We're all just we can all smell our feet. This is that good meat. That's what wars like, is everyone smells each other's feet mostly. Mm-hmm. It's like dog sniff butts. We sniff feet. <laughs> it's accurate. All right. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> stop recording now. Um, you can continue to talk, but. But no, not. please stop. Uh, Let's stop now. Let's stop now. Oh, good lord. So, one of the best things about podcasts is that there's no rules. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Doug mentioned having a 10 minute excerpt of uh, Flight Space 7 that he was a big fan of. So, here it is. I'm going to bring it to you in just a second. And I am pumped about it. It's pretty fucking awesome. So you can go to Radiolarp.com to check out more of Flight Space 7 or to hear Rise of the Red Sun, and very soon you can hear another hero. On Saturday, April 23rd, which is just a week and a half away, head on over to Gallery 1412. Is that what it's called? 1412? 1812? 1412. How How many 12s is it? 1412. Gallery 1412. Definitely. April 23rd. Flight Space 7 gonna gonna happen do do it go to it go go be at it or if you don't live live in seattle listen to it later subscribe to flight space 7 subscribe hi what is wrong with my brain subscribe to radio larp radiolarp.com moving on uh i just wanted to say real quickly uh fuck what was i gonna say this is not going well <laughs> Uh, oh man, I'm so excited. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you may have seen pictures posted up from uh, sketches from my new costume designer, Jet Tasker. She's making costumes for my next music video that we're also going to use to wear on stage for my space band, for the sci-fi band. Naomi's going to be this uh, cool, cool-looking space woman in like a flight suit, all gold flight suit. And then Chris is going to be a, a space punk dude with like a space suit and helmet. Oh my God, it's going to be so cool. So excited about that. And then I also wanted to give a shout out to my friend Laura who wrote an email to me yesterday saying that uh, she was having a really bad day or having a bad time recently and then uh, just on a lark, listened to the first episode of the podcast with me and Audrey going crazy for TNG and she said it was just the thing that she needed to cheer her up. And that was just such a wonderful thing to hear. I mean, I I do that with podcasts. Like, I listen to Kevin Smith stuff all the time. And I, you know, I've talked about this before. I had a bit of a rough winter with, uh, with just feeling kind of down all the time. And I just had Kevin Smith plugged into my ears all the time. And if that's what this podcast is for someone else, that is 
incredible. That's such an amazing thing. And, uh, you know, Laura, I'm so bummed that you're not feeling well, but if I can perk you up in any way, oh my goodness, I am so thrilled to be able to, to do that. Okay, so thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, jessemercury.com, if you want to listen to other podcasts, subscribe, check out Sci-Fi on Trial. You can, uh, you can become a patron. You can donate through PayPal if you want to support the show. And uh, one of the biggest things you could do is just, you know, if you have nerdy friends who you think might enjoy the podcast, send it their way, share it, um, you know, leave comments on Facebook, leave blah, 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 blah. This is still not going well. Leave, uh, I need to eat lunch or something. My... I don't know what's happening with my mind. Uh, I might even ask, where is my mind? What am I trying to say? iTunes. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Leave leave positive feedback. Uh, leave comments. That helps this get found by other people. And the one thing that I'd love more than anything with this show is for more people to hear it. Uh, keep Going to keep doing it because I fucking love it. I have so many shows lined up right now. So many things I want to bring to you. So I just, I have, I'm like overflowing. I have like, like podcast constipation. I'm just so excited to, to be releasing all these cool shows that are coming up in the next few weeks. So stay tuned for that. And before we go this week, here is a 10-minute segment of some honest-to-goodness Flight Space 7 featuring live music by Alex Nelson and the acting voice talents of Ryan Casey, Albert Kirchner, Douglas Gale, Carl Powers, and Claire Weber. I'm sure you're going to love it. Check it out. Check them out. Flight Space 7, radiolarp.com, and I'll see you next week. Captain's Log, sometime after Wednesday. We're still aboard Spaceway Station, waiting to be cleared for our excursion to the surface of the desert planet Sakara. We managed to make contact with a member of the Sakara Rebellion. Unfortunately, she was taken custody uh, by the station security officer, which my future self has assured me is somehow my fault. You'll never get that information out of me, Imperial Pig. All right, calm down. I only asked what you wanted for dinner. I'd rather die than tell you. Uh, chicken it is, then. The only thing that will fill my belly is freedom for all the children of Shaitan. Yeah, chicken does it for me. Freedom is life. Sakara seems pretty free to me. <laughs> we are slaves. There's no unemployment on your planet. The Tycho Corporation employs 95% of the population. They pay you. Slave wages. We fight for the right of every Sakaran to earn a wage they can live on, provided by the harvest, like our ancestors have for generations. A wage they can live on? Fifteen credits an hour! <laughs> Minimum! That's it? It's a start. I mean... I don't make much more than that. I mean, I'm on salary. A sustainable lifestyle for society's workers is one of the pillars of a great civilization. And the hours I work? Forget about it. The Tycho Corporation owes us at least this much. I don't get overtime or anything. They grow rich on the backs of our people. Everyone said contract security work was the way to go. But I don't know. They bleed shite and drive her gifts. Frankly, I'm worried about what my retirement's gonna look like. They leave nothing for her people, her children. Psychocorp does have great medical, though. Well, paste mining is dangerous work. So is living on a damn space station. I gotta, I gotta get, get out of here. here. Huh, you? Oh, no. No, 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 no. You are my ticket out of here. And the urgency of my need for forward momentum has never been more apparent. 
You ain't going nowhere. Don't be so sure. This is a class three brig. It was built to fleet standards. I've escaped from fleet brigs before and I'll do it again. It's also maintained by yours truly. <laughs> I've escaped better. <laughs> I don't think so, sister. I've made a lot of special modifications. <laughs> I'm serious. The brig is the brig is locked up tighter than a tick on a deer's dick. You disgusting, foul-mouthed space scum. Ouch, that really hurts. You'll pay for your insolence. Sheesh, always insolence this and wrath of the chosen one that with you people. The great shroudening is on the horizon, and you and your kind will have the flesh stripped from your bones by the wind sands of Shaitan. Yeah. Well, as long as you're locked up here, there ain't gonna be no shrouding, and the wind sands of Shaitan don't reach space. That's what you think. Sister, I know. Ain't no one coming to rescue you. You seem quite sure of yourself. I'm telling you, you'd need a highly trained tactical extraction team led by a military genius packing a whole lot of demolition power to break you out of here. What if we steal some guard uniforms, draw on fake mustaches, and use our fun accents? I reckon y'all best be fetching me that prisoner right quick. Yeah, uh, but we both already have a beard and a mustache. Exactly. We'll shave first and then draw on the mustaches. It's a perfect disguise. No, I'm not shaving my beard. I finally got it the way I like it. Hmm. Well, I'm out of ideas. You made one suggestion. And it was a good one. No, no, it wasn't. You're just jealous of my idea. Uh, I'm not. You love funny accents. That's beside the point. You didn't even give it a chance. I know. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just on edge. Uh, I can feel this mission slipping away from me. Oh, come on, buddy. It's not that bad. It's pretty bad. Stacy's on his way to nuke away any chance I have of having a successful start to my career. Maybe you're not supposed to have a successful start. Maybe you have to muck up a few missions before you start getting into the rhythm of things. Three million people live within the city limits, Gubby. Yeah. More I can't, like three and a half. I can't just muck this one up. Maybe even four. That's not helping. I'm sorry. Stop yelling. You're right. I'm sorry. I just, uh, I don't know what to do. Well, I do have another idea, but you're not going to like it. What is it? We really need help on this one. Yeah. Maybe we can call your mom? No. No. No, it's out of the question. Come on. It's not the worst idea. No, this is, the, no, the fake mustache thing, that was the worst idea. This one, this is pretty close, though. Come on, she's an admiral. She's like the boss's boss's boss. She's the biggest boss we know. Hey! What? She is? I don't know, just the phrasing was weird. <laughs> She'd probably order them to release Paula. Probably. Oh, she can pay for a tab! Mm -hmm. uh? Uh? No! And so she slushies. No, I can't. Ow. No, I can't call her. Not on my first mission. You mean your first mission within a mission? Oh, you're not feeling it this no, time, are no, you? No, not really. <laughs> well, there's no harm in asking for help. If I needed help, I'd ask you. No, no. I have to figure this out on my own, I, no matter the cost. <coughs> Four million people. <coughs> I know, I know. Just saying. I would call it. It's just that... You're scared. Yeah. I'm not scared. Hmm. It's just that uh, I was sort of a jerk last time I talked to her, and I just need a little time for her to forget about it. The cost of a favor right now would just be too high. There has to be another way. 
Maybe you don't have to call her. Mm, I've got another idea. I'm the very model of a modern guard captain I have a plasma rifle should anything happen I know the queen of space and I lock up rebel scum From Zakara to a something something with my gun <laughs> uh. <laughs> Look at this idiot singing to himself This is gonna be a piece of cake uh, Captain? Do you, do you know who I am? Do you, do, you know, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Okay, there he is You, know, you ready to do, do this, buddy? Do you know who I am? Do you, hey. do you know who I, I said, are you ready to do this? Ah, I know my lines. Don't worry, you got this. Do you know your lines? I wrote mine in my hand. Oh, good idea. I know, and look, I wrote your lines on my other hand. Brilliant, why, why aren't you the tactical officer? I don't know. Hmm. Right, let me see that. Uh, do you do you grow? No, do you oh. know? Oh, your handwriting is terrible. <laughs> what? Handwriting. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry, sorry it's hard to read. I'm left-handed, so this one looks fine, but that, that one not so much. Plus I'm nervous, so my hands are all sweaty. Oh, gross. Just just read it to me. Do you know who I am? I am Captain Hank William Howell, son of Fleet Admiral Howe, and she uh, told me to okay, tell you... Okay, alright, I get the gist of it. Fine, I, I don't sound like that. It's probably better if I just keep it fast and loose anyway. Just uh, That's the spirit. Come on, ready when you are. Alright, let's roll. Hey there, Captain Howell, how's it going? Do you know who I am? Yeah, you're Hank Howell. Yeah, oh, oh you know who I am. You helped capture the resistance leader, Paula. That was not my fault. Good work there, sir. Yeah, uh, so, about the... Admiral uh, Mom says you need to let Paula go because we have a very important mission to do and she has to be there. Doctor's orders! Gubby, man, what the hell? Oh, sorry. Sorry, I panicked. <sighs> sorry, fellas. That pain of a prisoner ain't going nowhere. But, uh, my mom... Said... Paula is what you would call a high-value asset. Fleet command wants her, but what do I get out of that? A pat on the head and maybe a shiny gold star for my uniform? No thank you, sir. My shirt's heavy enough. It's my pockets that are light. Amen, brother. Now you got the Sakaran government and the rebels. They both want her, too. But that doesn't work for me either. You know why? I honestly I have no idea. No money. The whole planet is dirt poor. What about the spice paste? I thought that was, like, super valuable. The most valuable, they say. You're a smart man. Oh, thank you. But you know who is getting rich off of the spice paste? Who really controls Sakara? Uh, the Tycho Tyco Space Corps. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say that. Now, the TSC would pay a pretty penny for Precious Paula. What kind of pretties you got? The electronic credit kind? Yeah, but how much? How much would it take? <laughs> I wouldn't let her go for less than, say, a zillion credits. A zillion credits? We buy our own planet with that much. Move everyone there. Let them have the desert. Problem solved. Yeah, I don't think that's a... That's not a practical solution. Where are we going to get a zillion credits? 